0: Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Love What I Love, a podcast where we beg our partner to love something we do, whether it be a movie, TV show, or anything in between. We're your hosts, Andy and Masha, and this week we're talking about Saturday Night Fever. Saturday Night Fever is a 1977 coming-of-age film about Tony Manero, a 19-year-old Italian-American kid from Brooklyn who tries to escape the bleak realities of life by dominating the dance floor on Saturday nights.
1: <laughs>
0: so this movie was directed by John Badham. I don't know how to pronounce it. B-A-D-H-A-M? Badham? Badham? That sounds right. He's bad, the bad ham, that man. <laughs> John Badham, written by Norman Wexler, and it's starring John Travolta, Karen Lynn Gorney, Donna Peskow, and Barry Miller, just to name a few. It's a big cast. Yeah, it's a big, big cast. It was a relatively low budget flick at three point five million dollars on the budget. Mm-hmm. Gross to two hundred thirty-seven million. Whoa! By the end, this Jesus, was, uh, this was a unsus- and unsuspecting hit for the studio no you know, no clue what they had on their of hands of
2: course and you know my memory sucks so i can't even remember from my greece research but this came after greece right no this was before greece. this was before yeah, yeah, okay yeah. wow
0: this was john travolta's first like starring movie. Mm-hmm. he had been in he'd been in movies before it wasn't the first time he was in a movie but he had never like l- led something like this yeah so this was kind of like his first kind of breakout into the public eye Before we kind of fully dive into this one, I find this movie so interesting because we've had this conversation about Ghost before where some movies just became so popular that, like, the iconography of the movie becomes famous, but, like, the movie itself isn't really that well-known. Right. And I'm not saying Ghost isn't well-known, but, like, at least for me, we always joked that all I knew was the clay scene. And I was like, it's a movie about a guy dies, becomes a ghost, and they do clay together. And, like, (laughs) then we watched it, and that's not, you know, that's, like, a portion (laughs) of the movie. And so the, I think this movie, you know, could be argued it could be one of the most lost in its own iconography in terms of just people look at the surface level and be like, oh, OK, it's like some like dancing movie with colorful suits from the 70s. Uh-huh. And very few people really have like watched it and realized like what kind of movie this is underneath, you, you know, like the, the kind of spectacle and all of, of the just him, Travolta in the suit, the Bee Gees song strutting down the thing, you know, strutting, yeah. strutting down the street. We'll get into it in a bit, but like this is a relatively new movie for me. I haven't, I didn't grow up with this one, but I loved watching you watch it for the first time. <laughs> and, and I can't
2: believe you watched it before me. Yeah.
0: And I want to say to anyone listening, I know if you don't care about spoilers, whatever, but this movie is best just seen just to see it. So I always say, watch it before listening to us talk about it because there's just a lot going on in this thing that'll kind of, it's mm-hmm. kind of shocking and fun to watch the first time you watch it.
2: And I didn't hear you say what. Is this movie rated?
0: R. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, no, this is, just making sure. I didn't say it, but yeah, it's <laughs> there's no way you can watch this well, and not see an No, R. I
2: know, but <laughs> because it came out in the 77, like, I don't know. You know how the ratings were different then?
0: The only difference was there was no PG-13. Oh, right. So anything so, rated PG was ostensibly PG-13, yeah. which is why movies like Jaws and Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. are rated PG when you're like, Jaws is PG, but it's not... What PG means yeah. today? Because no, if this were PG, I'd be R like, was Whoa. R. Um, yeah, I have. Uh, we'll have plenty to talk about with uh, the rating of this movie and things. <laughs> you know, like and its success and all that. Tony. Y- yeah, just <laughs> right off the top. Like I was saying, this movie was just a big surprise hit for the studio. This wasn't kind of one of those. They John Travolta was already a star, a TV star from "Welcome Back, Cotter, which we talked about on the Grease episode. Yeah, and he basically got signed to like a three contract deal and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. Greece was on that contract. You've told yes. me. Yeah, you talked about it. And so this was very much considered like a placeholder while they were getting ready to make Greece. Like Greece was by all chance by all means supposed to be his big break you know, doing like a big giant musical uh, you know. Yep. A, it was supposed to be a star making vehicle and it was if people didn't see this but like they didn't expect this movie to blow up mm-hmm. in its success the way it did which is why it's It is so low budget, why it doesn't feel very Hollywood, like it's, you know, it's 100% on location shootings, like they didn't build sets, they didn't really, they didn't have money for any of that kind of stuff. All the actors besides John Travolta were completely no names, like they were like, there's no reason to go and spend money on, on like, well-known actors when we want this to feel like an authentic neighborhood movie. So they said, you know, most of the actors came from the New York kind of theater scene. And I saw here it said for 40% of the actors in the cast, this was their first ever, like, on-screen role. Like, they were all just theater people who, like, got nabbed up for this. And, you know, it helps with the... Yeah. Just the whole vibe of this thing.
2: I could totally see that. And also, I kind of guessed... Well, I guess I didn't guess that specifically, but because we were watching this on Prime, when you pause... It shows you, like, the actors in the scene when you watch on Prime. Yep. And everyone's pictures were, like, of that time. From this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm sure I didn't actually do too much of a deep dive, but so, no, I don't think none of them worked much after this. But they, they've had some successes and things mm-hmm. like that. On the Blu-ray, all the documentary stuff, like, they pretty much are all there, ex- except for John Travolta. But, like, uh, all those other guys. He's the, too
2: cool for school. They all love to.
0: I and mean, I think it's just... Too famous.
2: Damn.
0: And too into Scientology probably. Uh, the origin of this story is kinda interesting. It's not it's not based on a book or anything, but it is based on an article that was in New York Magazine.
2: I love it when it's based on an. I article. know. I
0: laughed immediately, where I was like, and I kind of went through a little journey, like learning about this, because I was like, based on an article. I my when I hear that, my mind immediately goes to Fast and Furious, because the first one was based on an article oh, where yeah. just this guy read like a one page thing with like these guys are racing in L A. and yep. then he wrote a screenplay based on that. <laughs> it's not really based on the article, but like I think it was close enough where they, they had to like pay for the rights. But this one, by all accounts, it was like they, they, it, it's a much longer article. than this, like it's it, it's almost like reads like a story. Yeah. And I looked it up, and the author was just trying to like do a deep dive into kind of like the disco lifestyle of new york that that had been blowing up like for the teens yeah and um he went to bay ridge brooklyn which we'll talk plenty about the club from this movie is a real club the odyssey 2001 so like he went there and then he wrote he wrote this article about you know these kids and and he like deep deep dive in their life and everything and the article blew up and immediately these filmmakers bought the rights for it it's the same guy we talked about on the grease episode like roger stidgewood or whatever uh-huh. robert stidgewood i can't remember yep roger robert somewhere roger robert roger or robert, is roger robert. <laughs> roger or robert. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever long story short later in the 90s he basically the guy was like oh yeah i made all that stuff up like that wasn't a real article wait what um Yeah, he was basically a British writer who had only been living in New York for, like, a few months, got assigned this job. And he went to the Odyssey and this and that. And Uh he kind of, like, hung out there for one night. And the way he described it, he's like, I saw one, like, mysterious-looking guy just kind of hanging out. Oh, this fight broke out, and one guy was playing a cool, like, standing there while everyone else was, like, freaking out. And he was like, ooh, what's that guy's story? And he basically, like, rolled that into the story about this guy, Vincent. Uh, who who, is the name of the story, and he, like, talks about his life. And so many of the scenes from the movie are in this article.
2: Does this guy know how to, like, do journalism? Like, I love that he, like, took it and was like, "Ah, I'm going to actually do my own. Yeah, it's
0: kind of funny, too, because, you know, it's very much presented as a real story because it's in an article. Um, And then I read a quote from him later on saying that, like, you know, whenever I wrote it, I definitely was shocked that people read it as nonfiction because like to me it reads as fiction so I don't really see how people could like get confused Mm. so at first I was like that's kind of bullshit I found the article online it starts off at the top with being like this is a true piece of work like all these stories either happened to me you know either happened to me or I heard firsthand from someone But then I read the article and I got to say, I know it was the 70s. We had trust in our media a little bit more and this and that. But like by today's standards, there's no way you could read that and think it's real. Like it's written so flowery and so descriptive. Like it's written like anyone can look it up. It's, uh, It's called The Tribal Nights of Saturday Night. Um, and it's just funny because like I get in the 70s we didn't really have like today where we're so fucking ready to sniff out bullshit because of the internet and fake news and all that stuff some of us we trusted we trusted our outlets a little bit more in the 70s so I'm not saying people were dumb for believing it it's just funny now where I was so ready to like call this guy out and being like how dare you gonna write this bullshit but when you read it it, like there's just no fucking way that like it's real like it's written so much like a story everything's a coincidence right like it's and it's like long too it's like it's basically a short story it's like a little novel or novella that's the word yeah interesting um, but it's a good read <laughs> <laughs> um, worked out for him yeah yeah <laughs> and uh so yeah the director copped it up right away and he was like we got to make this story john avilson was actually the first director he's the guy who made rocky
2: oh snap and
0: uh eventually the karate kid movies as well yeah. The later he ended up just getting fired for creative differences i mm. honestly couldn't find any real reason mm. so then they brought on the director john badham who Pretty much was a no-name at the time. He he had made one other movie, but it wasn't even released yet. So he was just... They they basically were just, like, trying to keep the budget low because they already lost it by hiring the one guy. Right. Um, But it worked out because he really connected to the material and, like, he was just kind of, like, a hungry new filmmaker, so...
2: Is he from Brooklyn? Mm,
0: No, he's not. He's not from Brooklyn. I read it... I don't know if it's true but i read a trivia fact that john travolta was so shocked at how much how little he knew about new york so like he took him around on one of their days off to be like showing him new york
2: (laughs) that's fun and they walk down the street like they do in the beginning of this movie yeah
0: (laughs) there's so much to unpack with this movie but i've talked about it in the past where i just being a new yorker i love authentic new york movies like where they actually shot it in the city and you know it feels like a it's a character within the thing i know it's cliche to say but it's it's when it's it's not just the backdrop, but like you know, it feels re- everything except for them finding parking immediately when they <laughs> drive to Manhattan to their new apartment. Yes. That was the only movie bullshit. Everything else felt so New York. That was like, so funny. Like but yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, we live not. We're basically kind of in Bay Ridge, or and then you also lived in Bay Ridge, so I will say like it was cool to like see in the movie, and I'm like, I think the street. Still looks like that, yeah, <laughs> like, it, yeah, like it's the, we just swap in a new business. Yeah, that's the it's
0: going to be hard for me to be not biased in this one, but like mm-hmm. the fact that I, yeah, I lived in Bay Ridge for five years, it was the first place in Brooklyn I lived when I moved here, you know. Yeah. So it's like, even though we haven't lived there in probably four years, it's still kind of To me, when I picture, like, Brooklyn or, like, where I lived or when I was first, like, starting out on my own, it's, like, it is Bay Ridge. Yeah. And it's such an awesome neighborhood anyway. It's out of the way and far, so, like, people don't really go there. But love, love it there. And so when I found this movie and I just was, like, oh, shit, this is not only, like... Set in Bay Ridge, it's shot in Bay Ridge, and it's like about growing up in Bay Ridge. Like it mm-hmm. it's very crazy, and by all accounts, the Bay Ridge in this movie is very different than the one I know. Oh yeah, like there's, there's almost—I mean, there's no Italian people, but it's not an Italian neighborhood anymore. Well, if you
2: go up to the '90s, yeah,
0: you'll find them. Like I'm not saying that they all left, but like it's—it used to be like an Italian neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Some still wish yeah, it were. It's so fun to, yeah. <laughs> Some. <laughs> uh just to get a little more john baddam um you probably don't know any of these movies but he went on to make some like pretty big stuff um in the 80s he made war games with matthew broderick you probably mm-hmm. don't know that one but uh you ever heard of short circuit it's a little robot johnny five he's you like a, a little robot that comes to life and he talks funny
2: is this wally kind pre- he kind of pre- looks Wall-E? like wally
0: i mean it's definitely pretty wally but
2: no yeah. i mean you know what i mean like is this the wally of the 80s eh, you
0: know in a sense but it's a little more like goofy like it's it's Wall-E takes place in space and tackles all these themes like this movie's like spoiler spoiler (laughs) (laughs) the entire movie from the first second it opens is in space
2: (laughs) don't know anything about wally (laughs) all All right right.
0: and uh and then i was like looking and like he definitely you could watch his career kind of go from like big budget movies to tv movies to tv shows like mm-hmm. you just kind of like watch it but he, by all accounts man this guy's a beast he is still not to this day working oh really? every single year directs like seven to eight episodes of tv oh snap like it's there it was nothing that like you know it was all like two episodes of this two episodes of this It was nothing like, really worth listing right but i gotta give him credit like for surviving through all those decades and that's being, pretty like, cool as a crew member you know myself i'm not a director but like yeah. that's respectable like you, you, you find a lot of these guys who worked a lot and they just kind of fall off yeah, and like this guy's a workhorse. I love him.
2: Did he ever reunite with John Travolta? Um, probably not.
0: I don't think so. Mm. I didn't. I didn't deep dive on that, but uh
2: usually, like if that happens in the research, it like pops up. Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah. no,
0: nah, I don't think so. And if it did, it was probably during like the years where John Travolta's career his careers go up goes up and That's down. True, it's insane how often it's up and down. We're in a <laughs> down. I'd like to see another up, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. Are we in the down? Yeah, that Gotti movie really put him in the down slopes. Oh. We had a brief up with the OJ versus OJ. He yeah. was great in that. That was that was like we were on the way up, and then he went. He like went right into that Gotti. I didn't see it, so I'm, I'm being a little unfair, but mm-hmm. it, by all accounts, got torn apart. Yeah, but I love, I love, I love a good Travolta. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like when he's when he's really he's
2: got to work with the right people.
0: Speaking of him for this, he was pumped to be in this movie, but he absolutely refused to let them use a dance double. And by this point, he wasn't—he I mean, wasn't known for dancing. Does like we, he we, need it? I know, but we, <laughs> we don't know that. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like we're thinking because we it's, we're. St- 40 years later, we know John Travolta. We're like, yeah, let him dance. But, like, he was just this young punk kid. He was, I think, 23 when they made this movie. Oh, my
2: gosh. Baby Travolta. And, uh, you know,
0: he was known for being on a sitcom and being goofy, you know. So, like, he basically was just, like, he had to, like, prove it to them. And so he just went into, like, hardcore training. They said he ran two miles a day and danced three hours a day, like, with a trainer.
2: So he was practicing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, he was just... Well, yeah, and he also... He didn't even know he like he liked to dance but he didn't know he could dance you know what i mean it's a difference like oh, man. and uh so yeah he worked his ass off uh even to the point where during some of the dance sequences like the initial cuts were a lot more close-ups and medium shots to mm-hmm. like show his face and he was like he like complained to the director and the filmmakers and he was like why did we go through all this training like i'm yeah. doing it like let's cut this camera back like and you know it, I'll, I'll rave about it the way I always do. It's the same reason why Jackie Chan and Tom Cruise are so good. When you can watch people in full frame doing shit, yeah. it changes everything. Then when it's like close up, cut away, can't see their face, it's just, it's th- it doesn't sell it to me. So it's, Agree. while I'm not a big dancing connoisseur and we'll talk, <coughs> we'll have a whole section where we talk about the dancing, mm-hmm. I you know, I, I think you'll probably have more to talk about than I do. All I can say is I appreciate that I can always see John Travolta. So whether mm. or not I know if the move is good or if like this is like you know, quote-unquote, impressive dancing. I'm, right. I don't know if it is, but it's impressive that it's him and they're not cutting away to a professional guy dressed as him. You know for what I sure. mean? For sure. Some other quick things with casting. The girl who played Stephanie is, like, the main love interest, mm-hmm. Karen Lynn Gorney. She was nine years older than Travolta, so she was, like, in her 30s. And she had hurt her knee way back, like, years ago. So she basically was saying how it was really hard for her to, like, keep up with Travolta and kind of, <laughs> like, keep up with the dancing in this. Uh-huh. Oh, (laughs) snap. Oh, so many opinions. (laughs) Um, All right, fuck. Uh,
2: (laughs) Noah, sorry. I mean, I assume that this is something she shared during casting, but they still cast her?
0: I think so. It's definitely, I think it was a case by where I could tell where They were a little more concerned with, like, the acting and, like, the look. And, like, the dancing wasn't the sole reason of casting this character. They weren't, Mm. like, let's get a dancer and then work around everything else. Right. It went the other way. Mm -hmm. Which I kind of like. I feel like, I don't know. We we could talk about it. But it's hard, like, when when someone's cast just because they can dance and and then they can't act at all, and you can't, it's hard to teach that from scratch. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? If you ever watch the M. Night Shyamalan Last Airbender movie, (laughs) Like, the main kid was cast because he shaved his head and made a a videotape of himself doing acrobatics with a stick like Aang. Yeah. And he looked just like Aang. (laughs) Like, it was such a dope video. And then they cast him right off that. And, like, I hate to be mean, but, like, he's not a good actor. (laughs) Like, at all. And so, like, you can't cast based on martial arts. Like, you got to go the other way. And either hopefully they can learn it or then you use doubles. You can't double an actor. You know what I mean?
2: I just, I, I then, I guess, wonder if John was, like, I don't want a dance double, or if he was like, nobody in this movie is getting a Uh,
0: dance (laughs) double. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Uh, All right. This was also a giant boost uh, for the Bee Gees themselves, as, you know, these songs were made for this movie basically. Were the
2: Bee Gees signed on to this three movie contract? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: probably. They're probably like, we'll, we'll go wherever Travolta to go. Yeah,
2: I was like, Jesus, is he best friend with the Bee Gees? Uh, Come on. But yeah, they crushed it. Dreams. I mean,
0: these songs are, yeah they're all just certified classics, whether or not you know this movie or not. Yeah. And it's kinda like I, I don't know a lot about the Bee Gees, but when I was watching stuff, they had a whole segment on the D V D about him and They've had a lot of like ups and downs similar to Travolta where, you know, they were really popular in the 60s, but most 60s bands didn't transition to the 70s because the period was so different. So making these songs kind of like re-energized them with a younger audience and brought them back. Oh, that's fun. So it's pretty cool.
2: I mean, they know how to set the vibe, set the tone. Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah, this was the best-selling soundtrack Mm. for a long time. You want to guess what it was beaten by?
2: Greece? No,
0: <laughs> it wouldn't have been a long time. Oh yeah, oh for <laughs> a long decades. time. Yeah, for decades.
2: Oh, well, Dirty Dancing? No. Oh, um, I okay. mean, this is this is a movie I know. I assume.
0: Yeah, I don't even I don't know if you've seen it, but you know the soundtrack.
2: I do know the soundtrack. Yeah,
0: everyone knows the soundtrack. I haven't seen it, and I know the soundtrack.
2: Oh my god, um, I really See, want to guess it now. Oh
0: yeah, okay, I was gonna say two more. It's you know it's a little bit it's a little hard. It's not very hard, but it's a little hard.
2: Are black people in it?
0: Yes people's maybe there's person for sure probably people <laughs> okay wait Pro- probably people but person for sure <laughs> probably people. i haven't seen it uh, this is i'd <laughs> be shocked if there wasn't one other black that's person that's like
2: describing this movie <laughs> <laughs> there's probably one <laughs> <laughs> but there's
0: definitely a, a black person <laughs> guaranteed
2: <laughs> oh man okay you gotta tell me i don't unless you give me a hint
0: uh i didn't think of a hint um <laughs>
2: There may be possibly black people in it, which no. doesn't help me at all. No, no, no.
0: There's definitely a black person in it. I just can't guarantee you that there's other ones.
2: <laughs> okay. It's uh, a
0: black person and a white person of the main cast.
2: Um, Is it freaking that Whitney Houston movie? Yeah, The Bodyguard. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. You okay. got
0: it. So, yeah. Uh, I'll always love you, Bodyguard. Yes. That soundtrack. Okay. This out. Oh, cool. So, yeah. this was, And still to this day, this is number two. After oh, wow. That, yeah.
2: Jesus, to this day? That's yeah. crazy.
0: It's uh, yeah, crazy. I mean, but also, like, soundtracks don't really sell anymore, so I feel like we're done charting soundtracks. You yeah. know what I mean? We got a lot to say, but Masha, as always, why don't you give us a little your your background with this movie?
2: I mean, who doesn't know the imagery? I don't know how you can go through life and not see that imagery of John Travolta and like, w- in the suit. In the white suit. Yeah, in the white suit, <laughs> yep. disco dancing. Like, I don't know how that traveled
0: that suit that and then the red shirt the opening oh shirt, like, yeah the red shirt with the black leather strutting down the street yes absolutely that's, that's the second most just like no matter you're born yeah. i think they showed you at the hospital
2: <laughs> oh my god um but yeah i i know of that imagery i know staying alive. uh but i never like pursued it for some reason um Even with
0: your dance movie love? Yeah. And your Grease love?
2: I think it's because I don't like disco. Yeah. Like, I remember trying to watch, like, Xanadu, and I never got into it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I don't really like disco either, but it works in here. But, yeah. yeah, But, yeah. I I mean, I I love the hits. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, if you're at a wedding and you're going to play some disco hits, it's going to fucking work. Yeah.
2: I mean, what I really want to do research on now is, like, that... I don't know what you call the 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 signature disco dance move where you're using your right hand
0: and you're pointing diagonally. Yes, <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, alive, was that as alive. huge as it was actually? You know, yeah. like I'm just so curious because I don't know how that one move traveled, but I did that literally every single bad mitzvah that Everyone I went to. Does
0: that move, like you know. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So it's so interesting, like, what travels and what doesn't. Um, But, yeah, I never pursued this movie. You know I love John Travolta. Grease was my movie, though, um, and I never checked this out. So not for any reason. I I just, I guess, didn't like disco enough to, like, pursue it.
0: Damn. So so none of your – nothing transferred over from – No. That's crazy.
2: (laughs) And then yours is recent.
0: Yeah. So I also (laughs) hadn't seen this for my whole life, basically. I I was victim to the thing I was talking to up top, where I feel like the cultural kind of vibe of this movie it like t- took over what I thought it probably was mm-hmm. to where I just kind of chucked it up to where like oh it's probably a cheesy dance movie. I mean similar to the way I didn't watch Dirty Dancing, and growing up I just only knew it for the iconography. I saw John Travolta wearing these tight ass clothes dancing to music that I'm not really that into. Again, I'm not gonna say I don't like it. Like the music in this is very fun, awesome. <laughs> But, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not searching out disco. And, uh, I don't know, you just kind of chalk it up to being, like, oh, it's probably one of those, like, cheesy old Hollywood movies. And, honestly, same way, I didn't really watch Grease. And then when you showed it to me, if you remember, I was, like, shocked at how much more of, like, a satire it was. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be just, like, an earnest cheese fest. <laughs> and I didn't realize it was kind of making fun of those. And so I never really watched this. I'd pr- I feel like over time I've read or seen articles of, like, movies that, you know, are darker than you think or like movies that are will surprise you and i've kind of seen this pop up time and time again where people are like you never really seen it and you don't really know you know what it's what's really going on with this movie (laughs) so i i just yeah never really watched it and i've had that happen with other movies where i would argue stuff a lot of stuff from the 70s kind of like the first like first blood which is the first rambo movie okay people think rambo and you think of Sylvester Stallone with his shirt off his pecs out with a bow and arrow or a machine gun just fucking blasting people. Mm -hmm. And granted that pretty much is Rambo 2 through like 6 but the first (laughs) one is he does go crazy and kill some people towards the end but it's a very it's a much more nuanced movie about the what happens with PTSD? It's like a guy who comes out of Vietnam and he's he's a little fucked up in the head. And, you know, it, it's kind of about how society treats our vets. It has bigger themes than just like, look at this guy kill people. Right. So when people watch the first one, they're shocked a little. Rocky's a little bit the same way. Yes, it's a boxing movie, but it's not quite just like yeah. Ro- Rocky doing push ups for an hour.
2: And it's like Fast and Furious. <laughs> kind of. But, <laughs> yeah. Sort of. But,
0: but, yeah, but that's more Stealing like, DVDs. it's still kind of like a dumb action movie. It's not like, I'm talking about more the <laughs> themes of the movie. I see what you yeah. not not the scope. So the the themes are very different. So I w- thought I was kind of ready for this. So I was like, all right, so this isn't going to be just a dance movie. It's going to be, you know, a little bit deeper than that because I've I've seen these other movies. I know people are talking about when I say that. And so I watched this like I think it was last year. It was either 2021 or 2020 or no. 2022. Yeah um so i watched it like real recently it was just one of those days where i'm flipping through hbo max turn classic movie section the best best streaming section on tv <laughs> and i was just like i've never seen saturday night fever i gotta i gotta watch this movie and i watched it i don't know where you were you weren't here and <laughs> i was just like what the fuck i like, actually I,
2: think you watched it while you were away on a job like in I your hotel have. room. yeah
0: maybe i did that but i just remember just being like what on earth is this movie like the, the the ideas it's tackling the themes how complicated these characters were like i wasn't expecting any of this i thought we were just gonna turn on this movie watch a couple of dance scenes you know maybe i thought it was gonna build up to be like i gotta win the big competition oh you know yeah and it kind of starts that way it does but like it, this movie quickly turns to being a very scarily real character piece about these people this kind of neighborhood and like mm-hmm. w- living around in this time was like and it's you know the fact that i watched it in 2022 for the first time it's from 1977 it's it holds up shockingly well <laughs> in terms of the things it talks about time it's, capsule it's an incredible it's incredibly nuanced and i just couldn't get this movie out of my mind like it no, sometimes I complain about movies we watch where I feel like it's trying to tackle too many topics in one movie, and I'm just like, yo, this thing feels like a garbled mess where every five seconds they're talking about something new. This is that but the opposite, where I just think, like, it's so good at just giving you this, these little slice of life's uh, dilemmas and these, like, real hardships that people are having, all while keeping it contained under, like, one overall theme. It's, it's It was just one of the most powerful coming-of-age movies I'd ever seen. I almost wished I'd seen it when I was younger. Whoa. You think uh, it would have hit you the
2: same? Uh, I
0: don't know. I might have I might It might not have because I'll also talk about this where I think this movie part of its success is it being misunderstood by certain people where they just like you know sometimes people just watch stuff because it's cool and they don't really get like the it's a people people of Goodfellas because it's a cool gangster movie but like it's a movie, like, advocating against it. But, mm-hmm. like, if you watch it on the surface level, you don't really see it. You're just like, ah, I like to kill that idiot. What a fucking moron. You know? <laughs> so, like, I know this movie probably has plenty of fans who are just like, it's just so fucking crazy? Oh, look at look, this. It's so funny. The dialogue, they talking shit, and this and that. But, like, I found it. Yeah, I guess maybe I, it was right that I saw it at this age. Because I found it as, like, a deeply sad, moving, like, mm-hmm. fucking think piece, man. Like, this... It, it, it was pretty premature to say because I'd only seen it once, but like I was like, I think this just became one of my favorite movies of all time. Jeez. And we just watched it again. I was like, yeah, I could see myself diving back in this well for the rest of my life, trying to dissect this movie. Wow. So I'm I'm on board, <laughs> and you know we're we're about to get into this, but. It's shocking and it's uncomfortable and I'm not saying it's fun to watch like I'm not saying it's my favorite movie like um it's mm-hmm. a sick day let me watch that in a favor you know there's there's a lot in this movie that's a hard fucking pill to swallow mm. but um it's really good and I think it's really influential to a lot of stuff that comes later
2: I'm really excited to hear your point of view on this yeah, um,
0: yeah there's so much time let's just let's dive in. So with a movie as layered as this one, I'm gonna say right off the top, we're not gonna do our traditional kind of run through the plot line. We're not gonna break up into any spoiler non spoiler section. I don't really think this movie has one big spoiler. I think I think experiencing this movie, like having us talk about it will be the spoiler. So like I said up top, I really urge you all to go watch this movie and then come back and listen to us talk about it. But we're just <laughs> gonna have a broad discussion about things that happen in themes ideas scenes we'll do our best to keep it not in a crazy order but we're not gonna go crazy on yeah. chron- chronology um, oh, so the bay ridge of it all like right off the bat bay So ridge. did you think it was gonna start right it's, it's almost like the clay scene in ghost like it starts off with the iconic strut down the street oh yeah and um, like what did you think of this I, this has been parodied
2: <laughs> this has but you know as much as i w- like it's so it's such an easy concept to make fun of but because john travolta's doing it i'm like He's kind of cool. And he's so
0: committed. He's and like, so
2: cool. Yeah, so yeah. committed. Like you, you, you literally cannot make fun of him because he's just you're, you're. He's you. Char- he charms you.
0: Yeah. It's I. I remember <laughs> the first time I watched this. I think I ate like four slices of pizza walking down the street. The next time I was out, I didn't do the double stack. That was good ass. I gotta say, he makes it look cool. Like I said, because he's John Travolta. Outside of that, that's a crazy way to eat pizza. <laughs> With all due respect, you stack slices
2: of pizza to steam from the bottom of the slice is going to make the top crust suck sl- you piece of <laughs> Because we're watching Sopranos, my initial gut reaction was to go, Oh! <laughs> you know,
0: double stack. So yeah, you, you didn't see it. He double stacks the slice, and uh, and I get it. You're walking. He had a, he had a paint bucket in his hand, so he didn't have yeah. two free hands. But
2: listen, he double stacks it and then <laughs> folds it as if it were only one. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. He does it cool. My, I'm not saying it's not cool. No. I'm just saying that's not a good way to enjoy my the pizza. note
2: says. I kind of wish he said yes to three slices because I would want to know what oh, it would look like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's his assistant uh, working at the pizza place. John Travolta's sister. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Like in real oh, life. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. His, cool. His mom's in it. His mom's the one in the paint shop too when he sh- when he shows up and she's like, I've been waiting a half
2: an hour. Cute. I remember seeing that in my research yeah. for Greece.
0: Yeah, I mean right off the bat with this the shots, like of Brooklyn, uh, you know, where basically where I lived, like yeah. it's like probably twenty blocks from where I lived. It was more like in the upper eighties and nineties. And I like, if you didn't live, if you don't live anywhere near what I'm talking about, I'm sorry that this is nonsense to you guys. <laughs> but um, the club is it's on eighty sixth and sixth.
2: Is it still there? No, it's oh. been gone a while. It's an office building now. Oh boo!
0: Um, it turned into a gay club for a while <gasps> in the eighties, and then uh, in just, Bay Ridge. Yeah.
2: Interesting.
0: Like, because, I mean, this opening is so fucking good, too, because, like, if you don't know this movie yet, it kind of just looks like some, like, machismo bullshit where they're just, like, <laughs> it's just, like, look how cool he is walking down the street. He's Mr. Cool Guy. But, like, as you as we dive into this movie, like, this movie is very much about, like, feeling stuck in your position in life, whether it's where you were born, where you work. Right. You know, like, what's around you, like, the establishments you're a part of. And Tony, while on the outside, he's... He's the king of Bay Ridge. Like, this guy is so oh, fucking yeah. cool. Everywhere he goes, he Everyone gets, loves he's sweet-talking him, sweet him. They love to make him dance. Every girl wants to be with him. Every guy copies him. Like, he's super-duper cool. But, like, he's thinking in a way of just being like, do I want to be the king of the neighborhood? Like, you know, like, right. it's still kind of... That, that's sad, but, like, he doesn't just want to... He doesn't want to be stuck in this situation, uh-huh. so it's very—it's just interesting to like watch him like with this like outward strut when we know like on the inside it's—he's very much feeling like stuck in this kind of.
2: I agree. I also think. I mean, he doesn't seem like the kind of kid who was like getting straight A's in school, no. so like. I don't think he
0: was getting. I think, I think he barely passed.
2: Yeah, and even just in his family too, like you could tell they're working class, yeah. not super educated. Like nobody went to college. And so. he
0: seems like he's like two generations removed from Italy. Like his grandma lived yes. with them, which is like a very normal thing for immigrant parents. We had like that one parent who didn't speak English who just like lived with you. Yeah, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just I think that was that's a huge factor. Just even in terms of like how he reacts to certain things or like. I don't want to jump around too much, but even the job he has at the paint shop, like, I don't think he realizes the kind of leverage he actually has over his boss because all the customers like him lay like, all like working for him. And he even gets a job offer and doesn't realize like the other guy's trying to keep him in the store. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I just feel like he doesn't, he knows he's capable, but he doesn't like know how to grasp it.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, it's a prod, you know, like this, it's kind of thesis that gets wrapped up at the end, but a he's like a victim of the area he grew up in where like, where he's the king of his own neighborhood, but he's still in like an ethnic Brooklyn neighborhood. And this is still mm-hmm. in an era where Italians were considered ethnic. So like if he ever steps foot outside of his neighborhood, all his clout and his like, mm-hmm. his powers away. go away. And it's, this movie's kind of him like slowly realizing that, that like, I mean, he says it at the end where he's like, everyone's dumping on everybody. And it's kind of like a fucked up like world where like he because he he knows that and then he goes home and his, his parents kind of like treat him bad like he's treated as the shitty kid. Yeah. It's, it's all this like mentality that kind of like gets built up in your head where you're not going to break out of your situation. You know mm. what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Can we talk about the family for a little bit? Yeah, let's talk. Yeah,
0: let's let's talk about his Italian ass family. Yo,
2: when they're around the table,
0: this seems like brilliant. Like even just like it seems so simple, but it's shot and blocked so well. Yeah. like, everything, but talk about it. That you was mean.
2: some theater directing. Just the, the timing of the slapping of the back of the head across yeah. the table was insane. Oh, my God. Um, and,
0: you know, as much as I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm being a pretty serious guy right now. Sorry, we'll go back to this in a second. But, like, I keep talking about how this movie's got layers and it's deep and it's sad and it's scary and all this. It's also funny as fuck, mm-hmm. and it's also like very lighthearted at times. So I, I'm, it's not dour, and there's some very funny ass fucking lines of dialogue. I want to yeah. sprinkle them in throughout it. But I was thinking here, when John Travolta comes down to eat, with, when he's with his, uh he's got the, the bib on to cover his shirt, a, a bib. Yeah, a bib. A cape. <laughs> he's got a full <laughs> <bench> sheet on, <laughs> and then his dad hits him, and he's just like, We just washed the hair. Yeah. You know, I work on my hair a long time, and you, and you hit it. He hits
2: my hair. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it just felt it feels so natural. It doesn't yeah. feel scripted. Like when I when we talk about other movies and I'm like, "Oh, it feels so scripted and unnatural. Like that's not this movie." Yeah.
0: And and like with such realistic dialogue, they paint the entire picture of this guy's life where yeah. like like his dad's putting him down immediately constantly
2: and he's only mad at him because he's not working right yeah, now. Yeah, he's
0: not working right now and hasn't been working for six months, which is a really fucking long time. Yeah. Um, We see that, like, his dad hits him, and then all of a sudden his mom hits his dad. And then, dial- like, I want to talk about that dialogue really quick because I just feel like you don't hear that a lot out of characters where I found that very interesting where, like, it's clearly a house where, like, hitting is normal. Yeah. But for that dad, he's never been hit by his wife before. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he goes into that, that dialogue of just being, like, You've never hit me once before, especially not in f- like in front of the kids. And he's like, and now I'm out of work for six months, and like, you know, it's okay for you. So like, we can see that his dad, while a complete asshole, is also like diminishing in the eyes of his family. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and like that, what that probably is true, but whether or not it is, like, that's how he feels about it. Yeah. So like, he feels small. So then now he's, you know, he's trying to attack him, and then the mom is. every time she brings up his brother who's a priest (laughs) she's crossing herself like she clearly like puts this one brother on a pedestal literally literally on a pedestal his portrait is on the yeah doesn't even give a shit about the other two kids so like it's so good. I'm just so sick of dialogue where in stuff where things are like, "What are you doing? You're my cousin." Like, why would you say? You know, like they do that because we don't know their cousins yet, but like yes. people don't actually say shit like that. They have
2: to spell it out. And
0: this was just so fucking like, like the mom's like, "I got to go to church." She's like, "Didn't you already go?" And she's like, "That's confession. I have to go pray." And he's like, "For what?" And he's like, "I asked your father for your, for." Father Frank, Ju- Father Frank Jr. She keeps calling Father Frank Jr. instead of like my son. Yeah. For Father Frank Jr. to call me. He's like, you want God to be a tele- telephone app? Oh my Jeez. God. Don't you walk to the church later? Didn't you go already today?
1: Yeah, confession. I gotta go back and pray for something. For what? I gotta pray for Father Frank Jr. to call me. And don't you call him direct? I want him to call me. A son should call his mother.
0: Wait a minute. you going to church to have God make Frank Jr. call you? Right unbelievable you know you turn a God into telephone operator
2: <laughs> and that's i could totally see a mom going to church asking for their kid to call them like yeah.
0: and like <laughs> i can't relate to this family on like a superficial level like i was raised in a different era i wasn't raised in the 70s i was raised mm-hmm. in the 90s my parents are we i'm actually first generation not third but it's its still like pretty different like we were, we did grow up Catholic and like decently religious, but not this kind of religious. Like mm. this is like some hardcore shit. Well, so I, I can relate to it on, in like pieces, but it's not. This isn't close to like. Well, how, I,
2: I actually don't think it's hardcore, but I do think like the mom takes a lot of pride, or the family does. Be- like they, it's like you're getting respect from your neighbors because of the role your son has. Yeah, I, I think
0: this generation of Italians, the Catholicism was hardcore. Like uh, they I were guess. pretty into it. Like, yeah,
2: they, I, I guess. Yeah. I got to tell you, though, because since we're jumping around and stuff, when John Travolta's character Tony comes home that one day and the whole family's quiet, yeah, I thought the sister died.
0: Oh, shit.
2: Yeah. I thought it was going to turn into like, you know, something happened to her. Yeah. But and then at, we never see her ever.
0: No. Throughout the whole movie. So I was
2: like, you know, like it was just so so funny to have that thought. And then because, you know, he goes up to his room, his brother's in there and then Tony's like, oh, I thought somebody died. I was like, your sister's dead. Oh, like the
0: priest (laughs) is there to like bless it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. But anyway,
2: that was just a random like train of thoughts that I had. Yeah.
0: The sister's kind of like, I think she's only there for that one quick scene in the beginning where you see Tony like Well, she's like, I drew a picture for you. And he's like, oh, thanks, Like to show that he has a good relationship with her. But yeah, she's definitely not a full-fledged character by any Uh, means.
2: Which, that was sweet. I always love when I see siblings getting along in movies.
0: (laughs) He's Tony. Hey, everyone loves Tony.
2: (laughs) The movies love to pit siblings against each other, generally speaking. You know what I mean? Especially like when we were growing up.
0: Yeah. So it was nice
2: to see, like, even with his older brother, he has a nice...
0: I think I think when you're when you're that opposed to your parents, you uh you you gain a uh, an alliance <laughs> early on. <laughs> you know what I mean.
2: Mm-hmm. And then my last note about New York and just like this family in general, I wrote down I don't think I could survive or I would I would not thrive in '70s or '80s New York.
0: <laughs> as you or as them?
2: As me. Oh yeah,
0: probably not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, like, take away the black thing. Oh, okay. Like, That's I'll what be. I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> take
0: away the... <laughs> you as a white person? What a weird scenario. No, not a- as
2: a white... No, I'm talking about, <laughs> like, just the streets, like, at night. I was like, ooh, I would not want to walk down these oh, streets. Yeah. I would not want to be in this... I mean there's Club. A re- yeah there's
0: a reason they're like they're, they're driving in a group together and not taking subways yeah. and shit, you know I just
2: I mean? being a woman in this time oh my
0: god oh that's what you were getting at yeah I, I didn't understand what I was like as a black person as like if you were a part of their family like I didn't know what the hell you were talking about <laughs> oh yeah it's insane yeah, the, the like level it. of normalizing the cat calling and all that shit mm. um but speaking of that let's dive into this friend group of his. Mm-hmm. These guys, man. Mm-hmm. I've it's such an accurate depiction of like a despicable group of like young <laughs> dudes. Despicable. Where like they're clearly like carrying their friendship over from growing up. Yeah. But they're now nineteen and out of college, and especially in the seventies, like you know, you were a ma- by twenty-one, you were expected to have your shit together and be a man. Like mm-hmm. it was no, there was none of this like adolescence into our thirties that we do now. Uh,
2: <laughs> Damn burn on us <laughs>
0: we do it i do it <laughs> it's such like a fucked like i don't know man like the way that like things just in a group mentality roll out whether it's like the drugs the alcohol the being fucked up yeah. to women like it it it's that's what i mean by this movie so uncomfortable to watch because like it just feels like such like a normal part of like their lives and they're not gang members or like mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like they're not like out like actively looking for trouble it's just like this kind of fucked up mentality of the thesis of the movie of everybody's dumping on everybody where like these guys are lower in society based on normal rules because they're dirty italian americans from brooklyn yeah but the way they talk about hispanic people black people gay people is incredibly low they're crazy derogatory they harass them they talk mad shit yeah and so like that's their way of like feeling superior because they're already getting dumped on So now they're dumping on another level Mm -hmm. and like Most of the criticisms I've seen of this movie are because of scenes like this, of, like, where these group of guys are just being awful and they're, like, the ones we're focusing on. But when you watch it as, like, a film, like, A, Tony never never fully engages in the kind of shit they do 100%, but you watch him over the movie slowly, like observe his environment around him and grow and get like disgusted by everything
2: yeah. and
0: walk away from this. That's why I think this movie is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't know we'll we'll talk about it when we get into criticisms, but like, I've seen a lot of stuff where people are just like, this movie is disgusting. It glorifies racism. It glorifies I sexism. It and I'm just like, no man, but that shit was real and is still real. And like, this movie is just like a very sobering look at it. And it's about one young man who grew up in that environment, like slowly, just kind of like being like what the fuck is going on around me you know what i mean like i can't i can't be trapped in this in any way yeah
2: there's small hints of it too like his comments to some of the women who are like sort of like gay tony like dance with me blah 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 and he's like all you talk about is this like i it's kind of like he's wanting more out of a relationship with somebody yeah um which is why he eventually like tries to find a more mature woman to he, dance with he
0: does but it's cool Why well, i like him as a character is because he doesn't really know yet what he wants because if you right. kind of think about it he's not into any girls who are like sluts. Into him or like who just like who by the way the movie says about who make it with a lot of guys he doesn't like mm-hmm. that like anytime he meets a girl who's who's really into sex or only wants to talk about fucking he's not into it every time annette brings it up
1: listen i uh i've been thinking maybe i'll make it with you
2: That's what you call thinking,
0: huh? Jesus Christ. You know, Mm -hmm. like, so he's not into that, but then also when Annette asks why it didn't work out when they dated, you know, this is before the movie, why they dated, and he was like, because all you did was talk about your married sister and your other married sister, and it made me think, all you want to be as a married sister. So it's yeah. like, he also is presented for, like, the standard life, which was considered normal by everyone in his life, which was stay in your neighborhood, get married, have some kids, keep that job you have, because it's good, right. you know? And, like, and that doesn't interest him either. So, like, he's kind of not interested in, like, the traditional path, or, like, he doesn't want to just go around fucking, like, he's not just into, like, the id like he doesn't want to just like set us you know like he he's just trying to find something bigger but like it's cool that he doesn't quite know what that is yet yeah and he has morals in the beginning for sure but he's also an asshole like he's mean to a lot of chicks yeah he says fucked up shit to a lot of them and like he is saying all that racist shit like i'm not repeating it but like when him and his friends have that (sighs) little jingle that they sing outside of the car yeah
2: that was insane yeah i
0: was watching this with the commentary and like Granted, the commentary was recorded in 2007, so at this point the commentary is almost 20 years old, but the director was still talking about where he said he's like, I really he's like I actually commend the studio for their bravery of letting us put this kind of stuff in the movie mm-hmm. because like he's like even back then like it's not that this was normal like the studios want their good guys to be good and their bad guys to be bad mm-hmm. like it's to them it's scary to have these kind of characters like wait we're supposed to follow these guys and they're saying this shit yeah. like you know <laughs> Hollywood behind the scenes has always been fucked up but they've always tried to present like a, a little yeah. bit more of like a liberal world on the screen <laughs> and so this guy was like no no like this is like this is this is Bay Ridge motherfucker like this is what these people Yikes. talk like and, like, good or bad. And then, like, right. so it just annoys me when people don't, like, see the whole movie as its whole picture. Right. Like, it's...
2: You're literally showing a story, like, not that good and bad is not how the real world is. Yeah. You're going to have, anyway. But, yeah, when, they, when they're, like, walking into the club and John Travolta's like, I look so good. I almost look like a black you... person. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. uh okay, thanks for the backhanded compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, so... But yeah, I was super uncomfortable. Like I didn't know how to feel because I was like, I know Andy loves this movie, but I'm not happy. (laughs) Like I, or like not. You're not supposed
0: to be happy. No,
2: not happy. You know, like I'm. I'm like so. Oh, what's gonna happen? Like I was stressed. I was stressed. That's what. I'll be honest with
0: you. I had a little bit of these fears when I thought about showing you this movie. But it was it's us watching Sopranos that kind of gave me (laughs) the courage to do it because I was like that. And that's one of of my spoilers, where, like, I've never heard... I've never read much about David Chase talking about Sopranos. It seems very much inspired just by the tone of this movie and the Mm -hmm. way the characters are written. Like, it's just, like, that same perfect level of, like, real world, like, real life, like, warts and all character telling. Um, But in that... We watched that show, and every single character on that show is racist. And, like, but we still, like identify with them and like are rooting for some of them and rooting mm-hmm. you know what I mean so like it's not that you're they're, they're saying it's okay but it's just it's letting yourself dive into the world that we're watching. And that's what I think this is also. So I was kind of hoping that because Sopranos achieved it, that this movie would eventually achieve it too. And it's tough in the beginning because it happens in the first 15 yeah. minutes. So you don't know anything yet. You don't even know what this fucking movie is. Yeah. You're like, no one's dancing. <laughs> you know, I've heard <laughs> the N-word true. six times and no one's <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's
2: like And I'm hearing all this, they're practice this, practice that. Where, where do you practice? <laughs> when when do you have time to practice? Sir? He's always
0: practicing. He goes to the uh, I know. know. studio. I know, I'm
2: just making fun. Uh, but yeah, it... it it's so funny too because we're sort of thrown into the world and so when we meet his friends like I was like trying to gauge them out because there's so much to learn like it's like you're see you're meeting a group of people for the first time you're like I I I'm trying to feel them out and see how crazy they are.
0: Yeah. And but you also get the sense too that like it's not even a true true group of friends cuz John Travolta's like the leader mm-hmm. and like that's not how like a friend group should work and yeah. like you could tell they're all kind of to some extent imitating him and Bobby C the short one is imitating him constantly. Oh, like, Jesus. It, it, All he does is try to do what Tony does.
2: Yo, there's no Kanicki in this group. Nah. Like there's no equal at nah, all. No, no,
0: no. He is like <laughs> Like, and you could tell, like, if he wasn't as good at dancing or if he didn't get as much girls, like, they probably wouldn't treat him like that, you know? It's, yeah. Which is it's great because that's a very, like, that kind of happens with immature friendships and high school friendships and things like that. Because you're kind of, like, you're living off the hierarchy of, like, he was probably the most popular kid in school, so they probably still remember that, you mm-hmm. know? So it's just, it's it was such, like, again, they're not, like, good fun people to be around, but I found it so realistic and that's who he would be hanging out with. Yeah. And, you know, I can, again, when I pull any parallels to this movie, this movie is obviously a lot more exaggerated than anything that I could think that has happened, like, to me, but even in high school, like, you know, growing up, like, you have this group of friends and nobody was... full piece of shit but you like people more than you like other people and sometimes people do like like you're at a party and like one kid might do something start a fight or something and you're like now i'm intertwined in this and i barely even like this guy but he's in the group friend so like that's what i mean that this movie felt so real in terms of that friend group of just being like like this is like adolescent boys Mm -hmm. and again this is an era i didn't even grow up in like this is a much different time like their 19 is much different than my 19 (laughs) like Like you know what I mean? Yes. But you could drink at eighteen. It was just different. It was like a different. The world treated you different at that age. (laughs) And Uh, it's also interesting with him at his house because like he's treated like this like adult god when he leaves the house, but he's treated like a little boy by his dad every time he goes home.
2: Yeah. His dad making fun of his raise.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) That was brutal, but that line. Do you remember the line? It was so funny.
2: Uh, no. He
0: goes, he he, he finds out about the raise and he's excited at first. Then he goes, yeah, they're giving me a whole $4. And he goes, $4? You know what $4 can buy you today? Not even $3. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I hate the dad, but that's a good, (laughs) that's a good burn. Can't even buy you
2: $3. (laughs) Oh, that was funny. Um, I can't believe there was a black person in the club right after all that.
0: Yeah, give me a, <laughs> give me a little uh, of your, kind of, as, as a first-hand viewer. So, you know, we were introduced to these friends. We're at the dance club. Because, like, you know it's a dancing movie, but you still don't really know what it's, like, about. Or, like, I don't know. What's your What was your yeah. first impressions, like, as we were... Because we basically going to this club, and then that's where we see Stephanie dancing. Yeah. And so, like, what was, what, well, what was going through your brain? I thought
2: exactly, like, what you had mentioned at the top. Like, I thought this was going to be a movie where he's seeking that perfect partner Uh and you know maybe we would get a rehearsal montage and then there'd be a final (laughs) dance competition at the end that was hollywood get out of (laughs) here that was kind of like where i thought it was going like where and then secretly where i was hoping it was gonna go Uh, because those hip thrusts i tell you like i don't like disco but i will watch john travolta dance yeah I will watch him dance. Yeah. When he <laughs>
0: does that solo dance, like halfway through the movie when he turns down.
2: Oh, uh, I love how he was like, yeah, you're not shining bright enough. So I'm going to just take it from here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that do, you was know, amazing. do you know who that girl was?
2: Um, the girl who's obsessed with him?
0: No, not that one, but that scene when he, when that girl asked him to dance?
2: Yes, that was freaking, um, the nanny. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Sheffield. Damn,
0: I can't believe you caught it. I,
2: cause I guessed, and I was like, oh my god, and then like, I second guessed myself, cause I was like, am I wrong? No, cause like, you know, mov- you're really thing. good at keeping a straight face there, yeah. cause I was like, I know that's her. Uh, that's crazy, I've never seen you, her you, so young. Oh my
0: god, I didn't. I never even, and she kind of, she didn't have her like full Signature voice yet.
2: Yeah, that was great. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I thought the movie was going. Um,
0: but you have to have been shocked. Like, the R rating reveals itself pretty early on. Like, there's tons of, like, cursing and f Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't usually happen in these, like... Like, a, a dance movie is usually kind of presented to the whole family. Yeah,
2: well, usually. sometimes they kind of, like... Like,
0: Dirty Dancing has dark themes, but it's still... It's not like... They're not like, what the fuck you doing, baby? You know, like, it's not like that. Like, yeah. you know, like, it's... It's very much like it has dark themes, but it's still very much a family movie.
2: I guess so, generally speaking. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that was one thing that shocked me where I was like, why is this rated R? And am <laughs> like, I watched it and I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> even like, you know, and like the uh, just the movie presents its themes so just like, yeah, awesomely. Like, when he. When he's talking to his boss about getting paid, he's like he's like, Come on, pay me, it's Friday. Everyone gets paid Friday. And then he's like, Yeah, and then they're all broke by Monday. I pay you on Monday, so you have money for the week. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, Yeah, think about the future. He goes, fuck the future. He goes, No, the future fucks you.
2: yeah and like was... that's you
0: know that's that's the movie like that's what i mean like if i stay here and i just keep dancing in the same old clubs i'm gonna be a fucking loser
2: like, yeah you
0: know what i mean i w-
2: i did write in my notes like i wish my town had a like a dancer that everyone like knew you know, like, <laughs> walking downtown oh i love watching you dance tony i love it you know i love
0: watching you dance <laughs> these girls man i know it's exaggerated but like it's so the way that they like Throw the one, up? the one girl like can i wipe the sweat off your
2: forehead oh that <laughs> oh, was crazy that yeah and it's so funny because john travolta's fame like this era of john travolta especially after greece like but this,
0: huh. a- this isn't after greece but
2: no i know i'm saying especially after greece like the amount of women who probably like act like that in real life towards him yeah. must be insane yeah
0: yeah they were having trouble filming this too, where they had no idea how how popular he was, because again, he was only on a TV show. Yeah. But like they said, they s- tried filming this like during the day, and you know they blocked off streets and stuff. But like at the barricades, like tons of teenagers and girls would like line up, and oh my
2: they eventually had to the resort to just
0: shooting really early in the morning and like whatever else they could do, you know.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. I also thought um, because a lot of dance movies do this, and it's a super small scene, but. But when Tony goes up to the DJ um, at the club at one point, he's like, you can't dance to this. Like, I thought it was also going to be like... Like an
0: anti-salsa movie?
2: An anti-salsa movie and sort of like him discovering there are different types of way to dance. Because that's another theme that like comes up in dance movies a lot. Yeah, Um, So I just didn't know where it was going. Yeah.
0: I mean, and if you listen to my when the intro that I wrote in the beginning of this, I didn't use the word dance movie because, like, mm-hmm. I yeah, I think this is not. just a drama about someone who likes to dance. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, you want to see the best dance movies of all time?" Mm. I wouldn't say that. If I say "want to see one of the best movies of all time," I might throw this on there, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't be like, "Gotta watch Footloose, gotta watch Flashdance," and yeah. if you know what I mean? I
2: think I think more than one person needs to know how to dance well for it to be called you a know, dance movie.
0: I, I have I want to <laughs> talk about certain things. But before we get into Stephanie, let's talk about Annette. Because there's basically like two oh, main female characters Annette. in there. And that's one of the most tragic characters I just, in the world. I can't. Oh, so this girl. <laughs> um,
2: like, I thought she was smarter, you know? Like, yeah. I thought I was like, she has a little character. She'll get it.
0: Well, yeah. She does so, not get it. yeah she's the one who starts off as Tony's dancer and, and the one that we said with, about wanting to be a married sister. So she, she tried to, like, date tony once it didn't really work but she's obsessed with him and she's she gets to be his dance partner until eventually he dumps her. um and
2: then she keeps coming back i
0: know and just like it gets sadder and sadder every time until the point where like you want to fucking just
2: and to the point where she tries to hook up with not one but two of his yeah
0: let's 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 get better in a (sighs) bit it's funny Um, what was crazy about that actress, though, is apparently she auditioned, like, three times, and they kept saying that she was too, like, pretty for that role. Like, they wanted someone a little more, like, homely-looking. Yeah. And so she, like, took it upon herself. She gained, I don't know how much weight, but probably, like, 15 pounds, like, just to get a little, like, plumper. Really? uh, Yeah, and she also, um, basically had to reteach herself her native Brooklyn accent, because she went to, like, acting coaches to get rid of it. Whoa. Because she was, like, an actor, you know? And so she... The, the accent we hear in this movie is how she like grew up talking, but she had gotten rid of it Jesus. for acting, and then she had to like basically retrain herself to be Brooklyn again.
2: Oh my god, which is
0: pretty wild. Yeah, so we'll we'll check in with her periodically. We also meet Stephanie on the dance floor here, and uh, what, what do you got?
2: <laughs> I don't like Stephanie. Uh, <laughs> I don't like this person, or I don't like you know their take on the character at all.
0: I saw. Wait, I'm confused.
2: Stephanie is the dancer, right? Yeah. She can really dance.
0: All right, so wh- I don't know what your problem is. Is your problem <laughs> with how they wrote the character, how she plays the character, or if there's the fact that she can't dance?
2: I mean, the fact that she can't dance is my number one.
0: Yeah. I don't think it's. All right, I will say, as someone who doesn't know shit about dancing, I don't think it's so bad it's noticeable. No, deadass. Like, next, I've seen. I've next seen
2: it, to John Travolta, you don't think it's noticeable? Not really.
0: I don't really. This, this kind of dancing is a little silly to me. So, like, I don't really. Like, I'm not like, whoa! When people are like grooving you know what i mean i'm
2: not a professional by any means i don't have the credentials but i've seen enough dance movies (laughs) and i i just even the way someone moves it just felt like i've seen this person before in a dance class you know Uh like that they don't they're a little awkward they don't really know how to move their body the right way which is fine like i don't mind a a person like that in a movie but when they're supposed to be the one that blows tony away and like oh she can really dance like i just couldn't buy it like i i kind of was chuckling the whole movie
0: all right fair fair
2: i don't know why maybe it was the day that it hit me that we watched this but i just i really did not like her dancing at all okay
0: i I believe it and i'm sure tons of people agree i'm just saying i didn't the first time I watched it, it didn't cross my mind once. didn't cross my mind the Oof. second time, and it wasn't until I read it online where it was like, oh, yeah, she, like, fucked up her knee, and she's 33, and she just didn't have the same stamina as he did. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, that's Oof. that's what it meant for me. Yeah. But I get it if you, like, get the dance, and you could see that and just being like, what the fuck? Mm. And compares to all the other girls around him, like Fran and fucking yeah. Annette, like... She was a lot better than those girls. Like, none of them were doing... Was she? Yeah. I don't know about Annette, but, like, the other girls on the dance floor, nobody was blowing anyone's mind.
2: I don't know. (laughs) I'm really hating on this lady. I'm sorry.
0: But I... You can hate on that, but, like, you also hated on, like, the actual, like, writing of the character itself. I I found it would be so interesting. Um... Because, like, the way, like, she's kind of unpeeled is, like, she starts off with, like, just being a very like snobby type person who's like has her nose up in the air at tony where she was just like i I work in manhattan i do all this stuff like and she's just like very like downright like mean to him of just like criticizing his life and stuff she's a little on point but it is very like mean but like as the movie goes on we like slowly realize that she's not that she's not that she's just like him and she's just been like putting up this like shield and that's I, why I find her so interesting. I I'm thought that like, was really interesting. Yeah. I
2: agree with you there. Like, that was really cool to slowly uncover like, she that, is too. also just,
0: like, Italian Brooklyn trash. Yeah, you know? and she's, like, like,
2: hyping herself up to be this thing, and she's not really.
0: But, yeah, she's not. But also, like, the world is so hard out there that, like, she has to hype herself up. Like, if she's mm. not telling herself that no one else is, you know what I mean? Right. Like, if she really breaks it down, like you know, she starts off talking about her job, and she's like, I get this person coffee, and they sit down and talk to me, and this and that, but the more she talks about it, the more you realize, like, oh, you literally just hand people a cup of coffee and walk out of the room, like, you're not having these great conversations, and then, like, the only reason you even, like, didn't get fired is because, like, you were kind of sleeping with this other guy Mm -hmm. who helped you out, and so, like, and it doesn't make her a bad person, but, like, it's all so hard that, like, she has no one on her side to be like, yo, you're doing, you know, this and that. So like, she has to be like, I'm um, the best, this and that. So that's why I find her so interesting because yeah. I went from straight up hating her in the beginning. to I was like Tony's friends, like she's a snobby bitch. What are you doing, you know? <laughs> and then like as I watched this movie, I was like, oh, she's just as tragic as Tony. Like every, this whole movie is full of tragic characters. There's it, not a single.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. And it just must have felt so good for her character to like hang out with Tony because it was like a nice reminder. Or not reminder, but like it just m- probably made her feel better for herself or about herself. Like when they go out to dinner, or not dinner, but they go out to lunch or at a cafe or yeah. whatever. And it's she's- supposed to be
0: coffee, and Tony orders a cheeseburger. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Like he's like, let's go get some coffee. And she gets a tea, and he's like, I'll have a coffee. I have a cheeseburger. And I was like, God damn. <laughs>
2: But yeah like I just felt like she was saying all these things to him and he was just not there. Oh, like you know no,
0: that <laughs> scene is low key one of the funniest scenes I've it's seen in so a long hilarious. time. Like and also and I, didn't, I don't think I caught it the first time, but you also catch that she's kind of a moron too, because she's like, oh, they took us out to a screening of uh, so and so's Romeo and Juliet. And she says the name of the director. Yeah. And so at first you're like, oh, she's classy. She knows Romeo and Juliet, the movie version. She knows the director's name. And he's like, oh, yeah, I read that in high school. And she goes, no, it's a movie by so and so. And so, like, she was literally memorizing information. Like, they were like, you know what I mean? Like, so she doesn't actually yeah. understand that he meant that, like, it was a play, this and that. And like, oh, and then later when they're talking about like, yeah, we met oh, Lawrence Olivier. I don't know who that is. You know, Lawrence Olivier. He's a classy actor. He does those whatever commercials. Oh yeah, he's good. He's good. <laughs> like you know, like it's just it's such like perfect. Like they're 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 trying to play up these airs like they're like sophisticated people yeah. and like, but really, so it's, realistic. Yeah, and so it's just it's so interesting. Her and Tony, where like I think they both this movie's interesting because like. They both simultaneously, and the movie plays with both ideas, that they are using each other, and they also care about each other. Mm-hmm. Like, which I think is hard to pull off. Like, it's, like, usually in a movie, it's, like, you think they care, and you find out that they're kind of using each other, yeah. or vice versa. Or, like, we're using each other, we cared the whole time. But, like, I think it's both, because, yes, she's using him to feel better, because she feels superior when she's around him. Because yes. she's like, oh, if I stayed here, I'd be with idiots like this moron. Yeah, And then he's using her, because he feels better, because he she represents a life that he doesn't know like someone who yes. escaped the town and like i don't know can we talk about the bridge when the scene when they talk about no it's, there's a couple of bridge scenes Yeah, the, nice, like, the nice bridge scene when they sit and they talk about the Verrazano bridge oh I yeah i fucking love that bridge scene when tony just starts spouting off facts about the bridge That, yeah, on my first time watching i was like who is this guy like yeah. you know what i mean like he's not stupid he just doesn't know what to apply himself he's to.
2: not mature yet he's like not mature. he's still I like that he's 19 because it's like you're, you don't figure it all out when you're 18. No, you're, like, yeah. Like once you turn you 18. So it was like really nice to see a character like written that way.
0: Yeah. And what's cool when I read uh, when I read the article this was based on, that character Vincent, like a lot of his driving force in that article was that he he's 18 and he's like freaking out because he's getting old. So mm-hmm. like all throughout high school, he was like the king of the dance club. And like and now he's like. Because back then, like I said, you felt like you had less time. So, yeah. like, by t- you know, like, 30-year-olds were looked at as, like, old men. You know what I mean? So, it's like, like, running at a time was a thing that was happening. And so, he's just like, I can't keep. Mm-hmm. And he says it, too. He's like, I know dancing is not a viable thing for me to, like, keep doing forever uh, and all that stuff. So, yeah. it's fucking it's so interesting. Uh, but, yeah, him talking about that bridge, like. I was like, like, damn, he knows facts. The bridge is, like, you know, because to him, that bridge is endless opportunity. Like, it's, like, getting out of Brooklyn. hmm Um so it's fucking crazy.
2: Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I run there. You know, yeah. like where they were sitting. Oh, that's exactly where you run. Yeah, <laughs> we live so close to that. That was so cool. Um,
0: later when they hang out at that bridge, like they actually close down that bridge at night, which is fucking pretty wild when you think about it. Because you're yeah. closing down the Verrazano Bridge to film. Especially like a $3 million movie. Like this wasn't even a big ass thing. Like nowadays you build like a replica. Like Spider-Man doesn't close <laughs> down New York. They build like a fake New York yeah. in a field somewhere.
2: <laughs> in a field somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That actress, she's American.
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah.
2: Okay. She talked a little funny, but that could have could have also been like a Brooklyn accent thing.
0: Yeah, they all talked. They all talked a little funny.
2: <laughs> yeah. What do you Romeo mean? Romeo joke was funny. What I said?
0: I said maybe. Doesn't mean I'm gonna
2: come. <laughs> I wrote in my notes: she is not a dancer. I'm not a professional, but John Travolta carries. <laughs>
0: yeah, all right! All right! All right!
2: Yeah, I think everybody in this movie is sort of on a journey to figure their life out.
0: Yeah, that's when exactly you, <laughs> what it is.
2: <laughs> because even his brother, um, oh
0: man, the father Frank Jr. Story? Yeah,
2: who leaves the church—that felt really real what to st- me. I know.
0: <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like as, as someone to just, you know, you, who battles with expectations of family versus yeah. what you're doing. You know what I mean?
2: Like he didn't even know what he wanted. Like he kind of just went in, and I
0: loved how it was like such a real like. The answer wasn't huge, like it wasn't like I'm gay, like which mm-hmm. you know not the saying that that's that wouldn't have been bad, but I'm saying I just liked how like it was just like I never even thought about myself once, like yeah. from the minute I was growing up, I was doing what they wanted, mm-hmm. and to the point where I looked around and realized I don't believe in anything except their approval, like you know that's crazy, and like
2: yeah, and that's such yeah. a true story for so many people. I know. Yeah, that felt really, that really hit a home. And just also seeing, I I really liked how that actor approached that role because I just felt like, and I felt like this for John Travolta as well. It just felt like there was a lot of internal monologue going on, you know? And I was like, oh man, like I I wish I knew what was going on in that brain. Like I could kind of see it. And when I'm thinking about this specifically, I'm thinking about when his brother goes to the club to watch him dance. And then there's like this five minute him talking to his friend. Oh my God, I'm Bobby who, C. Yes, which yeah. is tragic. Bobby C.,
0: he breaks my heart, but he makes me laugh so much. It's <laughs> like, hey, father, hey, father, can I talk to you for a minute? My, my, my girlfriend's such a good communion. She likes to taste the wafers. Hey, father. And, you know, yeah. he like, and he's
2: just like, what the fuck? I'm like, is he okay? Like,
0: He's not okay. That's yeah, the he, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not.
2: Yo, um, he was going through um like a psychological breakdown. Bobby C,
0: oh man, that character.
2: <laughs> but I mean, let's let's talk about Bobby C. I guess to wrap up this priest. But just when he's hey, listening, father. hey father, <laughs> he's listening to him, and he's like, I I can't help you. Like and then he's like I got to go, but you were great dancing. Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, he really wanted to stay and watch his brother dance, but this guy just
0: I know. creeped
2: him out too much." And
0: like kind of <laughs> just like bummed him out cuz like he was I mean, right, let's talk about Bobby C. Bobby C his whole storyline's happens off camera and I think it's such a brilliant <laughs> thing because his whole thing is that he feels, like, ignored. Well, everyone feels ignored. But, like, he's feeling it real bad. Yeah. And the movie plays it brilliant because by not having his stuff happen on screen, we're ignoring him. Yeah. So, like, by the time his shit explodes in the end, we feel... Almost forgot about him, but like, oh fucking Bobby's. Did we ever call him? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, are we supposed to call him? Like, I, I wrote in
2: know? my notes, so I was like, I don't think he's gonna call. <laughs> <Shut
0: him." laughs> um, but I bet by the end you forgot that he didn't call. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you didn't go, hey Tony. Oh but yeah, we we slowly find out that it starts <laughs> off where he's just talking like all like weird, and he's like the biggest Tony pleaser. Like, you know, even Tony's like, I don't like the tapes you've got, and he's like, You don't like my tapes, Tony? I'll some new tapes, it's all good, yeah you know, stuff like that. And then uh, and then at the one time when he's just like, hey, hey, Tony, like, like we in the middle of something, he just, hey, Tony, I think I'm getting married. And he's like, hey, shut up, you know, and he like, doesn't yeah. listen to But then you slowly feel like the reason he said that is because he got his girlfriend pregnant. Yeah. And they're Catholic. And so, you know, he tried to convince her to get an abortion. It's out of the question. And now everybody in his life is pressuring him to marry this girl. Yes. And now he's basically trapped in this life that he doesn't want and he can't talk to like literally anybody. Like, this isn't the kind of friend group where they talk about their problems anyway, but like you could tell like he, Tony's like his hero and he he tries so hard to get to talk to him, but... Man, when he's talking to when he's talking to his brother, and he's just like, "Hey, father, do you think the the Pope would uh would grant the uh, an okay on the abortion if if he knew the situation?" If, like this kid's delusional. He thinks the Pope's gonna like listen to a yeah. kid from Brooklyn's story.
2: Well, because him being a priest is so high, you know, it know, to the people in this town. And then also he just doesn't acknowledge. Like he's like, "Don't call me father. Like I I'm know. not a father." Because yeah, like, Stop I was like is he gonna blow up and like slap this kid across <laughs> the face? I just don't know what's gonna happen this in this movie. <laughs> I
0: know that's. <laughs> so good. You're just like what? Are- I thought this was a dancing movie. Yeah,
2: and then it was also just a reminder of like how many people in this time period like just got married because they accidentally got pregnant and didn't actually like each other. I know
0: it's pretty crazy. Like we look at now how like marriage rates are lower and things like that, and like there's a lot of factors for it, but like one of the things is that like people, a lot of people just don't really feel like there's there's they're they're supposed to. Yeah. You know, like you should do it if you want to. We want to, but like people feel like. They're like, oh, it's just I've been with this girl for this many years. Like, uh, if I if I don't do it, it's this and that. Like, right? Like, you know, like I know someone who's who's like still a little tiny bit more old school, and like, you know, he got married at like twenty three, and like he one hundred percent loves his wife, but he wasn't like he was just like I don't know. We were together since high school. Everyone at home was just asking me when it was gonna happen, so we did it, you know. Mm. And like, granted, they're two young people who like each other a lot and they're happy, but like that can go the other way too, you know. And yeah, and yeah, like especially back then, like it's just like. It's freaking tragic. It's it's this movie really is like it's not a movie about religion by any means, but it's kind of just about like things that have a control over you and can make you feel trapped and like mm-hmm. especially when it's huge in your family, like religion's a big part of that. And but this Father Frank Junior stuff is so interesting too. It's because like this also I found that so interesting when him and Tony are talking in bed. And Tony's like, my whole life I've been the shitty son, you know. Like they've always like put you on the to talk down to me. You were the good one. You were, the, and all that. Now you know they hate you and this and that. And he's like, so if it turns out you weren't as good as they say, maybe I'm not a I'm not as big of a piece of shit as they say, you yeah. know. And like that's so important to a young person to hear shit like that. Mm-hmm. And like you know, it's like Tony talks to his father. He's like, I, I, he's like, I I've gotten praised two times ever in my life today when I got a raise and when I'm on the dance floor. And like yeah. that's it. And like. So like, it's it's fucking nuts, man. Oh, it's man. such like, a good. Oh, That's a movie. so
2: sad when your kid has to tell you that. Like I know, and you know that goes right over his head. He doesn't even no. care.
0: No, that dad's a fucking scumbag.
2: Ugh. It is funny though when uh when Tony strips in front of his grandma and she's probably like, "What the freaking Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's like dad tip thrusting and she's like, "Ah, oh.
0: yeah, yeah, old school." <laughs>
2: Oh, Tony, man. I just, I really want to root for him, but then he's like, yo, you fixed? And I'm like, what are we, animals? Like, <laughs> no, I didn't go get my, <laughs> like, you're <get> fixed. <laughs> That's something you yell to, like, somebody's dog, like, owner in the park. Yo, is this dog fixed? You don't say that to a girl you're trying to, I that made my jaw drop Uh, i gotta say uh,
0: yeah but also at the same time she's trying to sneak a pregnancy like she wants to have his baby so that way she could be with tony like you know like she because she says something along those lines like well it would be so bad if it did you know and he's just like like so yes fucked up words but at the same time it's like that's fucked up too yeah to like like give up the assumption that you you're you're on something and then just because you want to have this guy's baby. No, like, and yeah, Tony's not, like, you're not supposed to watch this movie and be like, what a cool guy, like, it's, yeah. he's fucked up, and like, even by the end of the movie, he learns a lot, but he's not mm. fixed, like, he's he has a lot of problems yeah. still. Another thing that really makes Tony change is his friend getting jumped by what he tells them is the, I don't know if it's supposed to be Mexican or what, but the the hispanic gang the barracudas yeah and we kind of watched them it takes a while but we watched them kind of like surveilling their pad and like waiting for uh, like the right amount of people to be in there
2: this movie this part was like very warrior-esque yeah <laughs> it felt a
0: little and like this this is the only part of the movie where you can kind of feel the budget where like none of the the fighting just seems very hokey like kind of like back in the day like show style fighting
2: i still felt it i, I felt yeah,
0: yeah i felt it too but um it's just it's not yeah it's you could tell they didn't have an action choreographer on set. Like, they were just kind of like, all right, now you grab him and punch him. Now you throw, him. you know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't, they didn't have the money to do it, like an action scene. They let the
2: ladies but fight.
0: But that scene, yeah, that scene's crazy where they they go in and they just start busting up these, these dudes and then they go to see their friend. to be like, hey, we got him. We got revenge. And his friend's like, I'm not even sure it was the Barracudas. Oh. And then, like, in the end, he re- it reveals where, like, he even says he's like he's like i'm sorry i just i need to put it on somebody you know so it's like oh. he went from being like i think it was them to him being like ah fuck it i'll blame it on the i blame it on the minorities wow. you know what i mean and like his friends were more mad that they got beat up but you could tell tony's like what the fuck are we doing yeah. like you know what i mean like and uh, you know i brought it up three times already but when when he breaks down at the end and he's just talking about like what the, what the fuck is go like like my, my dad's job dumps on my dad, so he comes home and dumps on us. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, I I dump on this person, and they dump back. Like, what the – like, it's just – it's realizing, like, this doggy dog world is, like, mm. hard, more hardcore than you even, like, realize. Or, like, it's so easy to just get trapped into, like, a cycle without you even realizing Right, it. yeah. And that that's what I mean where it's, like, a lot of these themes are so prevalent still today because it's, like, why – are two people who have nothing fighting each other Mm -hmm. when neither of them are the reason the other person has nothing. You know what I mean?
2: Man, perspective. It's fucking
0: crazy. But these kind of realizations Tony has in this scene kind of factor into the end dance sequence, which I know you have some thoughts about. Oof. When him and Stephanie are in that final, uh, final yeah. competition, the
2: one competition that we get in, yeah. the, in this dance movie quotes, um, I thought that was cool perspective for him again, um, for Tony to learn. What
0: was your like thoughts the first time? Because I remember when I first saw it, I was just like, "Holy shit, is that the angle we're going here?" Like, 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 because you know they they dance, they're good. I assume. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I actually, it's I, I think fine. I, I think that's kind of what I thought too. <laughs> And then this uh, this salsa dancing couple comes out, and just everyone starts booing them immediately. Yeah.
2: Oh, my God. Sorry. Let's take two steps back. Yeah. The black dancers. Oh, yeah. Before them. (laughs) When we entered the scene, I was like, really, guys? We're not going to acknowledge them? It was so quiet in the club, Andy, during that.
0: Well, that's the point. Yeah. That's like... Because I think you said it at first, like, it's almost like, why is it, why are they doing this? But, like, that's the whole idea is yeah. that Tony says the, the thing is rigged. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they, they made it for me to win. Like
2: Jesus. But, yeah, the black people dance, and they dance well. Nobody acknowledges it. Oh, no, um, they get actively booed at the end. Yeah. T- uh, Tony and Stephanie take the dance floor, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, gotta, I, I, I gotta, I, I gotta think it's go also, back and I watch. I think it's
0: also supposed to be kind of fine. Like yeah, I don't yeah, think it's yeah. supposed to like be like. Whoa!
2: No, no, I know. That's the like. Yeah. I 100 percent agree. And then the salsa. Dan- these salsa dancers come on the dance floor and they're freaking Murdered. professionals Murdered. and so to-
0: like and uh, travolta plays it so good because you watch all his friends just being like rolling their eyes like her, yeah look at this her, could you imagine and then like tony's like fucking transfixed like yeah. he's like jaw open just being like look at this dancing like yeah it's really cool
2: i was like he knows dancing i really like that about uh tony's character and just like
0: I meant to say it up top earlier, but one of the first lines that I think really different shows that he's not the same as his friends and his peers is when he's like, what's up with all these chicks? Just because you make it with them, they, they think that you you got to dance with them. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the opposite priority of most of the guys. Most of the guys dance with the girls so that they can go and have sex with them. Yeah. Tony can slay any girl he wants and has, but then he's just like, what, now, now they want to come in my sacred space and think that – You know, I'm going to do something as intimate as dance with them because we already had sex. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't – his priority – most people, guys are there for a good time and for a lay. This guy loves dancing. Yeah. And he talks about that one scene when he says, like – he's like, that high I get on the dance floor, I want to find that somewhere else in my life, and I don't Mm -hmm. know how. Like, I don't know. And, you know, he he, he shows early on that – he does drink, but he's not into drugs. Like, his friends, like, they get fucked up. They do speed and shit. And, and, like, he doesn't do any of that stuff. Oh, man. So, like, it's – Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like he loves dance.
2: I love, and I love seeing a guy who loves dancing in a movie. You know, and he's like a manly guy. Yeah, you know exactly. Oh, but well, that's yeah. what
0: I mean again. Like, I don't really like. It's not a dance in movie. It's just about a movie, but a guy who loves dance. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's not necessarily like we're here to watch the dance. It's like he could love anything, and mm-hmm. this movie could still exist. You know? Oh,
2: this is making me want to. Yeah. I, I can't wait for my next. This could almost up. be
0: the same movie with like pickup basketball, but like not mm-hmm. really. But like, you know what I mean? Like, he could be like the illest star on the court. Yeah. You know? But like, it would still be the same yeah. story.
2: But he truly loves dance because his. Ability to acknowledge how good those people are, it, like, just again yeah. reiterates. And
0: then he wins for they get second place. He mm-hmm. wins first place, and everyone's happy, and he's just fucking furious. Mm-hmm.
2: He wants to be the best. Did you think best. he was
0: gonna give them the the prize and everything?
2: No, yeah. I was surprised by that actually. Yeah, he
0: takes the money, gives it to them. Yeah, and, and I'm then,
2: surprised his friends didn't jump him for it. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then that's just where, like, that's that was like the final straw in the back where he was just like, yeah. like the uh, you know why why the I, fuck is it like this? I
2: didn't like the turn of events after this. You're not supposed to. Uh.
0: I think was that in his contract because he does it in Greece also. Is is is? is oh, to is, attempt. Is, is attempting sexual assault in a vehicle just part of his '70s? Jesus plot? Christ! He might even do it in Carrie. No, he doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's, He's in, in co- Carrie. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know that. He's like one of the one of the teens.
2: He gets blood on his shoes. Uh, <laughs> or doesn't it rain blood in that movie?
0: It doesn't rain blood. Oh, the yeah. sprinklers? It's in a bucket.
2: Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> you asked.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I can't watch Carrie. I heard there's blood in a bucket. That is <laughs> 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 a pretty big spoiler. <laughs> 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 They've remade I'm it like good. six times. <laughs> Fucking. It's, it's in every trailer.
2: <laughs> Yo, guys, I just got a Thelman Louise spoiler from a <laughs> s- from a sitcom the other day.
0: <laughs> from a 30 s- year old sitcom for a 40 year old movie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no idea what it was about. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right. Yeah, so we digress. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, to
0: talk about this, to, to stop laughing and talk about <laughs> this uncomfortable scene. Yeah. This I is- think
2: that's why we had, th- like, we're laughing this off because it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah
0: um yeah I... it's such a deplorable obviously a deplorable act fucking no way shape or form of being like oh like he's not the victim in this scene yeah but i think it's written very interestingly that like it's he's at his like one of his his like lowest moment right now like you know he just had that that scene at the dance thing where he's just realizing that mm-hmm. the entire fabric of the society that he's been living in is fucked up and like destined to make him lose and again i'm not i'm just Look, talking from his perspective, I'm not saying this is okay, but he, Stephanie's the one person he's been latched onto and kind of emotionally connected to. They've still never had sex yet at this point. Right. He feels at his lowest and then he wants to have sex with her. She's still saying no. And then that's when she hits him with like the meanest shit that he could ever have heard at that moment where she was like. I don't care about you, motherfucker. She's like, I use you. Like, I come here. Remember, that's like that's when she gives him his speech oh. of being like, you're not like you. I only come here because you make me feel better about me. Like, yeah. like you're. This oh, isn't snap. anything. Yeah, this she and literally. That. Says and that. then, in that moment, that combination of the, all those things makes makes him snap and do the most horrible thing you could ever do. He doesn't do it, which is also great. Mm,
2: I mean, yeah, she kind of helped that happen. I but know, but it, <laughs> I, I know,
0: but like realistically yeah
2: and then i guess on top of that too just remember she also was gunning him to like keep the money and keep the first prize. yeah yeah
0: so it's like again and this isn't i'm not saying like he should have done it it's not it's a fucking horrible thing for a character to do but i find it very interesting that those are the events like we're we're watching a character study we're not making best friends with fucking tony over here like we're, we're watching him go through something and it was it was just like it's regrettable but believable you know what I mean like it didn't mm-hmm. come out of left field like course, I can understand yeah. in the sense of writing and then that bleeds us right into the bridge scene we we didn't talk about the first time but they like to go to the bridge at night after the club and, and fucking I handstand I freaking so freaking mad you know, and, and then they, they faked out a net by acting like they fell off the bridge and, and
2: then, it faked me out yeah. too <laughs> I was so on edge the whole time I believed
0: it too until Travolta jumped and I was like he's not gonna die one hour into this movie <laughs> <laughs> like, you know
2: <laughs> well, I thought something bad was like, you know, like the, oh, I'm gonna fall. But they were like,
0: "Can you dig it? <laughs> I knew that you could."
2: <laughs> Freaking Dumbo's.
0: <laughs> but we're back at this bridge. At this point, we, we haven't really been checking in with Annette like we said we were going to. But she's just been on a downward spiral where, like, she gets kicked off for being Tony's partner. Then she rough. just then she's just like, then she just tries to straight up have sex with him. We talked, you know, there was no protection, so he says no. That sad ass scene where she comes up later and just holds up a handful of condoms. Yeah. And she's like, "No," and he's just like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah. And uh, and then she starts just like oh. sleeping with the friends because she, uh, she just feels yeah, so low. She
2: wants him to like turn around and be jealous. Exactly,
0: turn around and be jealous. She feels nothing, and then in that one night, uh, they're taking all those drugs. I don't even know exactly what it was, but you yeah. see her just taking another one, taking another one, and then. She in her fucked up, uh, inebriated state basically says, like, yeah, I'll gladly have sex with all you guys. Yeah. And then, you know, like anybody, most people would, halfway through, mm-hmm. she's realizing what's happening. She's saying, no, they're basically just yeah. running a trainer in the backseat. And it, it's it. all these things that are just, like, compiling on, like, Tony's whole worldview is like crumbling, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, like he already like didn't like his friends much at that point in the movie, but at this point, he's just like, who are these people I'm even like in a car with? Yeah. And then meanwhile, all that he doesn't realize he's kind of doing almost the same thing to Bobby C, who's been crying out for help, and the whole time he's like crying to Tony, and Tony's not listening mm-hmm. even to this, and he's climbing up. And, you know, and I found it interesting, too. I didn't really notice this. We never, Bobby C is the only character in the group we never see dance once. And the only time he dances is this part at the end when hmm. he's on top of the bridge with nothing left to live for. And, interesting. And, like, you know, he's like, look at me, Tony, look at me, this and that. And fucking just plummets down, like.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: The, the 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 horrific like one two three punch of just like the car scene and that like it was just like it was a lot that's to... what I meant where I was like what is what movie am I watching
2: right like, yeah I really just didn't enjoy <laughs> I mean nobody would yeah. enjoy those series of events I thought it was very interesting though like I get that you're in in an observatory state but just I was just so also very furious with Tony for not even like butting in at all, you know, like with this stuff happening in the backseat. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like he's getting to the point where he's acknowledging and uh, and processing, but not at the point where he's like taking action of yet. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of like frustrating. I mean, we're along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was just... I thought they did a great job of like creating that frustration for us as an audience member watching this. Yeah. Going... And then, yeah, with...
0: And, like, it's fucked up. It's fucked up to say this, but because of the time period of what this takes place in, like, it sucks that this is the case, but, like, in a lot of ways. In that time period, the fact that she quote unquote said she was okay with it in the yeah, beginning, yeah, it's like she had a, gave like a kind of not thing. even I, like it's just like it gives those guys like a carte blanche in their mind of being like, oh, this is no longer mm-hmm. like rape, you know, like she 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 wanted Freaking it, hate. and like it's and it's fucked up too, and like at the reason why it's such an interesting movie and a hard character study to observe is that like. They film it, and she plays it in a way where she is into it with the first guy, and then it's the second guy, and that's when she kind of realizes like what the fuck she's doing, mm-hmm. and like it, that's when she starts protesting and this and that. And it's so like it does happen so fast, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I do agree. Like, I, I, Tony probably should have said something, but like he's at that point, like he's not, he's still not a. I don't know if he ever becomes a quote unquote good person, but like he's still not done you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like it's it's fucked up that this has to happen to get it there but like it it does
2: and i I, the movie did recognize it because the first piece of dialogue stephanie says she's like i didn't ever think i'd love let a rapist in my house exactly
0: yeah (laughs) exactly and it was so interesting too when the cops were like, Oh, was he drunk? Like what you why do you think he did that, this and that? You think he was killing himself? And they're like, Nah, nah, he was just fucked up and dancing and drunk. And yeah. then Tony says, Well, there's ways of killing yourself without killing yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I was like, God damn, that's yep. but like Bobby C is Tony's scenario in all if everything always went wrong. Mm-hmm. Like that's all of Tony's fears. Like he doesn't wanna he stopped dating because she wanted to be a married sister. Like she wanted like he didn't yeah. he he's so scared of being trapped into this lifestyle with these shitty people yeah that like this like uh, that seeing that was just like
2: I I was kind of hopeful I'm not gonna lie like I thought like maybe it wouldn't have ended up that way but and maybe I'm looking into it too much but you know how his other friend was sort of like on the floor there to grab Bobby C if he were to fall it's kind of like these people can't save you. Like,
0: Yep, yeah. You know, exactly. like, even though he's
2: there, it, that's not who's going to be able to take you out of this situation. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if it was symbolic in that way as well. I I
0: think that's really, that's mad Astute. I like that. Yeah, it's like, it was almost like, that was like a crossroads for Tony, where he's like, I could either end up like Bobby C or end up like these guys in the mm-hmm. backseat doing this kind of shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's like one two one or two. Freaking uh,
2: disgusting. Just the whole concept of doing it in the backseat. Like, the fact that in the beginning of the movie like two uh, they'd be in the back seat and then like you'd be in line yeah freaking gross <laughs> yeah. like i was so grossed out <laughs> and they're, you know, they're looking in the window and they're like, "Yeah, that's uh, yeah. gonna be us next." Like as if,
0: it- <sighs> or like the when they get in, when they get in right after Tony's doing it, and like there's still like the like sex steam and the inside of the car, you know, like yeah. you're in the car, it steams up from the body heat, yeah. and like they all just like I was like, "Man, I would at least let it air out," like yes, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm like, "I just open all four doors and hang out for four minutes." Like <laughs> they just so... got in, like the windows are still steamy. Ew. It was just so gross. You well, know it smells bad. In there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But again, when you're <laughs> you know, when you're that age, everyone lives with their family. Like, where where do you have sex? Jeez, you know, like, sucks. not a single person has their own domicile. But yeah, the waiting a lot. It was always such disgusting-ass behavior. Yes. But I I find this ending to be hauntingly beautiful, but you kind of seemed pissed when it ended.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: I feel like you always get mad when the movies I pick end. And
2: the, well, I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, that's where we're ending
0: it? Yeah. In? It's okay. a story
2: about his life yes what do you want people
0: get a fucking job and a tie and he's like no i'm happy (laughs) (laughs) that's a dumb ending
2: no i just thought i think where i was i think where my head is at is like stephanie yeah she's moving to manhattan in this place and everything like that but i just i guess i was still like yeah i i like tony that you're deciding that what your next steps are going to be and that you're going to move out and all this stuff but like is Stephanie, like, the mentor, the right one? <laughs> you know, like, I just, I guess I was just mad at that it ended with her, you know?
0: I guess, but it's, I don't know, to me, I, I think those last lines of dialogue are just so poignant to what it is. It's like, you can't do this alone, and this has been really, she's been the only person, even though she was mean to him, who's kind of been, like, on his side mm-hmm. in, in any of this. Like, every, everybody at home dragged him back, and she was the only one to ever, like, give him that step forward. And it's kind of like a, another f- step in his maturity, too, because he's looking to her for m- things that you would look for either in a partner or even just in in a friend as opposed to just, like... Most of the movie, he just kind of wants to have sex with her and dance with her. Right. You know what I mean? And she has that speech where she was like... like he's just like, I, maybe I could be friends and you know, and, like, support each other the way we do. And, and I just found it so poignant because the whole movie he has no support. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, a happy ending, but it's not a sad ending either. I think it's a hopeful ending. And I just find it, like, so beautiful that, like, after all, like, I don't know, I, don't, I just I love that that little the, that freeze frame that it turns almost into, like, a painting while the credits roll. Right. I don't know. I just found it, like, it signifies exactly what a coming-of-age story kind of should be. Which is, coming of age doesn't mean you've learned everything you need to learn, and now you're done. And, mm-hmm. like, oh, I was young, and now I'm old, and now I get it. But it's, like, starting that journey. And, I like, I believe, based on this ending, like, Tony Manero's on a better journey. Mm-hmm. And he's going to keep fucking up, and he might still do some bad things. But, like, I don't know. I, I just, I find it, like, heartbreakingly hopeful that these two people who were so lost, like, somehow... Can help each other, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're true love. I'm not saying they'll be together forever. It's just like getting out, mm-hmm. really.
2: Uh, you just had to cross the Verazano Bridge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Um, Yeah, I could see that. I do you
0: have a more satisfying ending in your brain that you would have wanted to see? Like
2: I actually, honestly, I don't yeah. <laughs> because I just don't know. This is my obviously my first time watching this movie so I didn't even know we would get to this point and I would have seen all of those things so of like course. honestly I don't even know what kind of ending that would have not made me be like what yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It surrounded me um theme wise a lot with uh, the King of Staten Island Oh yeah, huh. the Jet movie. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. know, he's kind of stuck there. He's got his neighborhood friends. Like he's in this routine. Like, <laughs> you know, Modern day. He looks over at Manhattan as like a a place where you you know it's it's right there, but it's inaccessible.
2: It's so funny too, like in New York, how different Brooklyn and Manhattan are because it is kind of true. Like even though it's close,
0: it is, and it's. I think it's different if you were born here. We mm-hmm. weren't born here, so like. It's just we still, even though I've been here for ten years, it's still not like. I was born in Brooklyn. You know what I mean. Born (laughs) in, like, it's not the place you lived your whole life. You know what I mean. Like, I think there's a whole different type of mentality to that of like, especially if you grow up like, say, you don't have a car and you live like in one of those deep, deep areas where it takes an hour and a half to get to the city. Like, you don't really go there, and 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 in a pre-internet time too, it's like we just knew less stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you couldn't really tap into. You're like, oh yeah, I don't know what they're doing over there across that bridge, you know.
2: (laughs) That apartment was dope, though, that she moved into. Yeah, that was a pretty dope apartment. <laughs> but
0: I don't know. Do you agree with me, just in the sense of like how this was written and the way we dive into this world? That like, I, th- I I would be shocked if David Chase didn't really like this movie. The guy who made Sopranos.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Not not saying it's like a derivative or anything. I'm just saying no, like, no, it no, Feels like he. I I feel like he would have grown up loving this movie and then like applying these vague ways of telling a story into his. Oh, for sure. It just felt so much like it to me, where I was just like, everybody's... Nobody's good. Nobody's bad. Like, you hate them at one point. You grow to like people, and they do something that shocks you, and you're like, oh, I fucking hate them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I it's, could see that. It's I c- such I c- hard storytelling to do.
2: Yeah. I could have used a few more jokes. <laughs> there <laughs> were some jokes. The
0: what? There were some jokes in those. No, there were. There was some good jokes. Yeah, there's some, so many good jokes. When... when him and stephanie are practicing and tony does that move and she goes hey nice move did you make that up he goes yeah well well, i saw it on tv first but then i made it up oh wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then well when he was still when he was still uh annette was still his partner and she was waiting outside the studio and tony comes up and he's like
2: why aren't you waiting inside
0: well i wanted to watch you come down the street i like the way you walk
2: Oh shit. <laughs> yes. like how he was just <laughs> Yo, that made me laugh.
0: <laughs> oh my god. I'd
2: like to see you walk.
0: And I've been thinking, maybe we could make it. That's what you're thinking? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of great lines on there. I
2: love when people are smart but dumb but smart.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Last wanna play a little best worst?
2: Alright. Alright, All
0: right. we'll start off with an obvious one. Best worst dance sequence.
2: Dance sequence. Yeah, yeah. Oh.
0: I feel like we're gonna have the same ones.
2: I mean, were you gonna choose
0: I was gonna choose my best was solo Travolta after he ditches Frank Dresser. When he's doing that knee thing. Yeah. He falls to his knees and gets back up. Oh my god.
2: (laughs) Which I mean was like looking at him like ouch, you know. Yeah, I know.
0: I was like, Jesus, those are some young knees.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah. Those are that's definitely the best one for me as
0: well. And then uh I mean, you're going to agree with this, too, but it was the first time he sees Stephanie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because, like, I I will say, like, based on all of them, I'm like, yeah, it's not that crazy. Like, it didn't blow my mind.
2: (laughs) And I love how he was, like, bad partner, great dancer. I was like, he's not that bad, actually. (laughs) Did you have it, Um, In terms of worst, I actually don't. But I will say, since we're talking about dance sequences... They did some, like, cool, interesting, like, shots in terms of, like, how to shoot the dance floor uh-huh. in this club, yeah, which yeah. I thought were really cool. I don't remember, like, yeah, I don't remember any specifics off, on, off the top of my head, but, like, I, uh, you know, some interesting ways to shoot that.
0: Yeah, I, I agreed. Um, one thing I didn't say about when they were, like, that uh, when they were making the movie, that club is real, and they basically just kept it exactly the same, but the light-up dance floor was the one thing they added for uh. the movie. They said it was $15,000. I believe A it. lot for, fuck it, 1977. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were like, that wasn't in there, but it was pretty sweet.
2: I think all clubs should have that dance floor. Yeah,
0: it's pretty awesome. <laughs> all right, my next um, one.
2: Also, oh. they were not. there. I've I got to go back and watch, but there are some instances where I think there was some clapping not happening on the beat.
0: So, th- I know why that happened. Oh! I watched the commentary. <laughs> um, so, the- I wasn't crazy. <laughs> yeah, they were playing the music back on set, but apparently they needed, like, a, an extra device at the time called, like, a sync box or something. Like, it wasn't called a sync box, but they needed something that helped keep the music, like, on beat with, like, the frame rates per second or something that they were filming at. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have that, so they kept noticing it fall off beat, and they'd have to, like, recalibrate it, but there were times where yep. they got shots where the people were slightly off beat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they were just, like, it was too... Again, it was low-budget Yeah, They didn't really have time to, like, go back and reshoot shit. But I was
2: like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I noticed, that, you know, with the group dances, when everybody knows the same move yeah. because Usher taught them.
0: But also, I'd argue, a little more real. Uh, it's not a musical.
2: Yeah, and this it was all white people. We're, we're not so. breaking... Yeah,
0: I'm fucking burned. <laughs>
2: You notice how the black, guy, the one black guy in the club All disappeared right, yeah, w- in the, the group dance.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It's like it's, <laughs> it's not a movie where we're breaking the reality for everyone to dance together. You know, it's, yeah. it's real. Yeah. Why wouldn't they be off, offbeat a little bit? Oh, <laughs> I take it back. It's a plus for the movie. That's the real. That's the realism. Wow. What? A- yeah. You ever been to a club? Most people suck. <laughs> they do. Yep. 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 You do not even get any best words, so you're gonna um, criticize it. All right. Next one, Best Worst Outfit. Ooh. I don't know how you didn't like. This is the easiest one to do Best Worst for.
2: Best Worst Outfit? I mean, yeah. best is going to be anything John Travolta is wearing. I am, a,
0: what's his outfit?
2: I thought he looked great in the white suit.
0: Ooh, that's I mean,
2: choice. it's a classic go-to.
0: I'm going with uh, the opening strut outfit.
2: Ooh, yeah, opening strut. Good.
0: What's... um. What's wild about this movie, too, is, I I probably should have put this up top, was, like, when this was made, Disco was pretty much dying. Mm -hmm. Like, like, because Disco only lasted, like, three years. Like, it was, like, a very, very, like, (laughs) short movement. (coughs) Disco stew likes disco music. And it was pretty much would have died, and it was this movie that brought it back for, like, four more years. Like, this movie was, like, Travolta even talked about when they were buying the outfits, like, they'd have to go to the stores and, like, asked to go in the back and like open up because they didn't sell these clothes anymore. Cause like it was, it was outdated by three, four years. So like all, all that stuff, he's like, the white suit was still pretty fashionable, but everything else he wore in the movie was considered like lame at that point. Yeah. The movie was so hot that all the clothes came right back into fashion.
2: That's so funny. Yeah. It's so interesting because I'm still thinking about that opening scene and I just wasn't sure how the world received Tony. You know, yeah. like him walking down the street, I couldn't think if people were like, oh, look at this guy. He's probably into other guys. Or I didn't know if they'd be like, oh, he's super cool. Yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> that's what's. I mean, I, I don't know that much about the disco movement. And I didn't uh, this movie doesn't explore it at all. But I just did my research. I was finding it. But like like most of these kind of movements, disco started in very underground. And it was mostly for gay people and minorities mm-hmm. and like the others of society. And that's why it was so flamboyant, like, so everything was tight, so much jewelry, you know, fancy dances. And then, like, it was, (laughs) once it went mainstream, that's when, like, the straight dudes started, like, adopting that. Yeah. But, like, they never really questioned, like, the why, you know? So, like, (laughs) no, nobody did think Tony was gay because, like, gay became mainstream for, like, a hot second. And nobody realized it. You know what I mean? So, like... Like, manly dudes five years later. Like, I remember watching, you know, this is obviously a show made later, but Freaks and Geeks, which takes place in 1980, Mm -hmm. there's, like, that scene where they would go to the disco clubs and they would just go, disco sucks, and there'd be, like, four people in there, like, still dressed like that. Yeah. Because it was considered lame and gay and all these things, even just a few years later. So, yeah, Jeez, that's, that's, that's funny crazy. that you had that thought because, like, yeah, it was. This goes on very much a gay scene. Mm-hmm. It's just by the time. This, the era that this movie's talking about is when it's already been co opted by, like, macho dudes. But that's no so question of, like, why their dicks are all out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> I'm just. And, and lastly, I'm surprised those two gay guys who passed by Tony and his friends in the street survived. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but see, yeah, I think the movie does draw a line where, like, I don't think they're, like, violent. Like, I don't think they go around looking for gay people to beat up. But yeah. if they see gay people, they're going to harass them and be mean and, and make jokes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and I, like, it's hard to talk about this without me saying, like, oh, isn't it okay that they did this? That's not my no, point of view. of course. But it's an interesting line to draw. Like, everything's nuanced in the world. There's not – nobody's not something and is something. Like, mm-hmm. there's a shade of everything. So it's like, you know, again, like, I, so I don't think we're watching a really movie about people who are like, oh, let's go cool gay bashing on Friday night. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's what they do. Unless their friends get jumped by who they think are gang members, then they'll go fight those of guys. Of course. Like, but even that, like, there was those times where they were like, like, they were like, oh, there's too many of them in there. And they're like, let's just pick one off the street. And he was like, that's pussy, man. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, they have some level of like, not morals, but like, yeah, they're not they're not just looking to like, kill people you know like they're like no we should have a good old-fashioned four-on-four street brawl with these guys because what they did to us you yeah. know it's a little more like us for, like like turf stuff and less like like let's go find hispanic people of and, and just kill them i mean
2: there is the one hat head in the group that i think would go down that path he's but.
0: also the one who drove the car through the door like that wasn't their yeah. plan their plan wasn't to drive their car through a wall I and mean, flew into a fight It was just that yeah. one guy did it you know and mm-hmm. Um, we just took a detour. We didn't go worst outfit. No, oh, um, no. Worst. This is a quick one and there's no way you really catch it and it's it's more who's wearing it and not the outfit. But I had to give it to Bobby C for I his. knew you were going to. But it's only cuz he's he's they're all copying Tony in the way they dress, but like he has such a minimum amount of swagger <laughs> that it just feels so phony whatever he's wearing. Like you got to have the attitude to back up these outfits. Yes. If you have no and confidence, you look ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like you got to have you got to think that you were the hottest shit on the planet. So there's the scene where... Tony borrows his car, and that's the one where he keeps going, like, call me tonight, right, Tony? You call me tonight? Yeah. You call me tonight, Tony? Tony, you call me tonight? Those shoes. Yup, yup. And Tony drives away, and he's crying, like, ugly crying. he's like... <laughs> 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 and then it just pans down to the, he, these giant platform shoes, <laughs> high heel, <laughs> and he walks away crying in them, and I'm just like, guy, you can't be crying oh, in those shoes. Oh, <laughs>
2: that might be n- my number yeah. one now, too. It's
0: like, it's a blink and you miss Like, again, it's not like...
2: But I don't think it's a blink and a miss. Because I noticed it when he was walking towards Tony. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, they're gonna show it again?
0: And it's tough for the movie like this because like if I'm being perfect honest with myself, I think all the fashion's pretty bad. Like I just think this whole era looks goofy. But because everyone's dressed on an equal playing field, it's hard for him to be like, that one outfit's really crazy. It's like, no, they were all fucking crazy. Yeah with the exception of Tony in the beginning and Tony in the white those i think l- traditionally do look good mm-hmm. everything else all his other shirts are so weird
2: could <laughs> <laughs> pull off a silk shirt all
0: right and final one best worst side character and it's tough cuz most suck so you just anybody but tony or
2: yeah Stephanie. i i don't i think i'm going to give it to um father
0: Oh, Father Frank Jr.? Yeah,
2: Father Frank Jr. That's a pretty good one. I think...
0: I didn't even... I kind of forgot. Because, like,
2: if this... I, I guess I'm looking at it towards an angle, like, if there's any other movie I want to... Like, if we were to break out to another character's storyline, like, yeah, I would well, I'd I'd want it to his be movie. his.
0: I I I actually might change mine to that, but the one that I wrote was the owner of the paint store. No, <laughs> oh, I think he meant really well.
2: I don't think so. What? No, I think he was taking advantage of Tony.
0: No, I don't think so. I think so. Why?
2: Because, first of all, why is he giving him a raise right after he heard somebody offering out him a job?
0: Yeah, but. That was shady. Like he
2: could have been giving him a raise the whole time. He but, fake fires him. But
0: he also only worked there 8 months we found out. It's not like he's like who gets a raise at 8 months. Yeah,
2: but he's a good employee from what I saw.
0: Uh, I know, but like
2: And then he fires him and then takes it back. Why? Because he's your best he's your best employee. I don't know. I think he was taking advantage of Tony. I don't think so. I I don't trust him.
0: <laughs> I think I think they were just hotheads and that the, that they just blew up in that moment, but he, I don't think it's taking advantage. I think he <laughs>
2: I don't I can't wait to take a poll guys like you guys let us know. I, I
0: think the only reason Tony doesn't want anything to do with that is because he looked at the other guys who had been working there for 20 years and he didn't want that life. It wasn't yeah. that it was like necessarily bad, it's just like he wanted something bigger than that. No,
2: I get that. I'm just saying that the owner to in my opinion like I think Tony's getting paid way less than everybody. That's why I, he he was so willing to give him like a $3 raise and then felt bad and added a dollar on top. Come on.
0: Yeah, it was two fifty to 4 That's a pretty good ad.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he could be a, could afford to pay arr, more. Arr. Anyway.
0: There's not a lot of good He's my worst stuff. now. Right. <laughs> he he
2: riled me up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh... Worst for me, I mean, it's probably those fucking... One of his two friends, like, the two main idiots. Mm. But I kind of also just put the dad, because, like... Ooh. That dude has just no... Not that what he does is necessarily the worst, but he has no sense of any, like, self-reflection... I and mean, yeah. I just feel like he's fu- he's fucked up all three of those kids for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I just feel like when you're doing that shit to your own children, it's, like, worse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, their actions are worse. Raping someone's obviously way worse than being mean to your son. But I just, like, I don't know, from, like, a relatable standpoint, like, that's your fucking dad, man. I know.
2: Like, and his dad's set in his ways. He's like, why are you taking the dishes? Yeah, yeah. Women should do that. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah.
0: I mean, I still hear that shit in Croatia. So. Oh, Jesus.
2: <laughs> <So>. Well... <sighs>
0: Um, I I could yeah. yeah. So I kind of put the dad with like a caveat that there's some pretty <laughs> bad people in this movie. Mm-hmm. What about you?
2: Oh, the store owner is I it worse? Serious. <laughs> serious? Worse than the rapists? Oh no, actually. Um, yeah, they suck. We all know that. That's kind of like a given. All right. All
0: right. <laughs> all right the paint store owner is the worst character. <laughs>
2: okay, listen. It's definitely the hothead friend. All
0: right. They all suck. Yeah.
2: Except Bobby, but he kind of sucks in his own way. Too,
0: yeah. <laughs> He's not a bad person, but he still sucks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez, Tony. <laughs> You're going to call me? Call me? Tony. Hey,
0: hey, fa- hey father. Hey, father. My, my girlfriend's such a good... <laughs> that line is just so... <laughs> She's such a good Christian. She likes to taste the communion wafers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you believe her, father? <laughs> All right, want to talk about the legacy and a little beyond the credits? Ooh.
2: Yeah. What's going on beyond? You tell me. Oh, well. Well.
0: I mean, personally, there is a sequel to this, and we'll talk about it. Wait, really? But I think this movie wait, should not have a sequel.
2: With John Travolta? Yeah. Whoa. I've and showed
0: you parts of it.
2: You have? Yeah.
0: When I fucking watched it. <laughs> oh. We'll get into it. But- okay.
2: Okay. Um, I don't think this movie should have a sequel. Yeah, we'll
0: go into it. But yeah, there's nothing about this that makes me want to see a part if, two of this. If
2: this movie were a dance movie, obviously it could have a sequel. But um, yeah, uh, if I were to let me let me think for a second, if this were like, if I were forced to make a sequel for this movie, I guess it would be cool to sort of see. Actually, it would be interesting to see how Tony sort of operates in this in a new environment not surrounded by friends and family that he knows mm-hmm. um, and see sort of, like, how he grows if he does. Um, yeah, but,
0: like, what happens? You need, like, an action line for a sequel. It can't just be, like, it's totally yeah.
2: again.
0: Like, in this movie, he comes of age.
2: He does. does he stay of age? Hmm.
0: I think the answer is it's really hard, and they, they – we, <laughs> i can show you how hard it is by, by oh, showing no. you what's on the screen in the end
2: hold on one second <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really can't think of anything Jeez, like something that would be intriguing enough yeah because like it would be easy to be like oh he's still haunted by the death of his friend but like is he still dancing i don't know like i really don't know yeah Um, hold on.
0: (laughs) You really want to try to crack me. I do.
2: Well, first of all, if I were the producer, Stephanie's kaput. Bye.
0: Oh.
2: (laughs) Um, I want him to meet a real dancer, and it would be cool if he were challenged. Like, I've seen plenty of movies where sort of like a lower class person gets. Sort of introduced and put into an environment where like people are like better than him, quote unquote. Uh huh. So maybe something like that where he like tries to like go through dance schools or competitions, but he's like still seen as like low class and sh- him struggling with that. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like that, but just so bad.
2: Oh man, now I gotta um, know.
0: But first, uh,
2: what, or did you have an ideal, like... No, I'd, oh, okay. I truly couldn't.
0: I think there's <laughs> no reason to... The story's over um, with, the, with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but just real quick, before we get into the sequel, they one thing that's kind of interesting about the, how big this movie was, so, you know, it came out, made m- millions and trillions of dollars. And people loved it. People loved it. And they wanted more people to see it. So they there's actually a, another version of this movie that's edited down to be a PG, <laughs> where they take out, like almost all the grit and just make it like a little more of a traditional like dance movie does it
2: still make sense i don't
0: know i've I never watched <laughs> it never did and they released that in 79 and then eventually when greece was so popular they actually double featured the pg version of this with the pg version with obviously because greece is pg right but like to be like the one two punch of like happy go lucky travolta movies I-,
2: I hope they ended on greece but by all
0: accounts the uh the filmmakers hate the edited version they're like that's not it's not the story we're yeah. telling here. Like we're not just, you know. It's so I don't really know what it is exactly, but I just found that interesting. That's that there's like two versions of it.
2: That's weird. Now I kind of want to watch that yeah. version.
0: And it did become a Broadway play in '99. So really? it did become a, like a full-on musical.
2: I don't think I want to see that.
0: <laughs> Look at this big, fake, fake car we built for this for the rape <laughs> scene. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, I've never I've never even seen anything from the Broadway show, but it was it was around for a while. Um, But yeah, in terms of an actual sequel, it came out six years later. It's called Staying Alive.
2: Oh. And
0: it's directed by Sylvester Stallone, of all people. (gasps) No. And like, I fucking hate this movie. It's so unwatchable. I was like, truly, like, because when I first saw, when I watched Saturday Night Fever last year, I was like, I need more of this. Like, I got to see what the sequel's about. And I popped it on and I earnestly did try to watch it. I watched it for the first hour, like all the way through, and then I just couldn't take it anymore. So I just started fast forwarding and I kind of just watched like the last oh dance my sequence. God. But um it's hard to even pinpoint what doesn't work about it, but like A, it's a type of music and dancing that I have no interest in. It's <laughs> it's like that eighties. I never seen Flash Dance, but like, you know, that kind of just like bam, bing it, <laughs> like that kind of dancing like you know like that kind of like fucking where everyone's like running in place oh yeah yeah like yeah, that yeah. 80s like electrified the, dancing yes What's the, i don't even know what you would call it but
2: it's like aerobics every, yeah it looks like you're doing
0: aerobics that's yeah. it's that's the entire movie is that so like oh. every song every dance sequence
2: wait I, a minute is um freaking halloween in this movie
0: who's halloween
2: who's the L- scream queen Lee Jamie, Curtis? Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is Jamie Lee Curtis in *Staying Alive*? I don't think so. Okay, because I saw a TikTok of John Travolta and Jamie Lee Curtis hip thrusting, aerobic dancing. So I didn't know if it was *Staying Alive*. No. Okay.
0: It's not. It has Cynthia Rhodes in it. No Cynthia Rhodes. But but it also like it's clearly playing off the success of the last movie, so it's rated PG. It, it's they, they've taken every like hardcore element out of the movie completely. <laughs> they changed Tony almost entirely he he learned to speak without a Brooklyn accent because <laughs> John Travolta doesn't do that anymore. He swore off profanity and drinking and so like, like his character yeah man. like like he's like he's he's just like not the same guy like it's like it doesn't even feel like it doesn't even feel like natural It just feels like it's famous John Travolta from 1983. you know what I mean?
2: So what are we doing and
0: in this movie? And he's living in New York, and he's trying to become a dancer. Like not in Bay Ridge. No, because he moves to Manhattan. Oh, like, so you know, they like, keep yeah. up with that. And and he's just trying to be a dancer, and then he's like he gets cast on this show, and then the main dancer is like this sexy lady, and they they just have like an on again off again, but it's so it's just so boring. It's Sylvester like they Stull? they meet and they go on a date, and then she cheats on him, and then he cheats on her, and it's just like and the dance sequences are so. Fun fucking long <laughs> and the end of this movie is like that's what i showed you parts of the end the end of this movie is them doing this weird like jungle themed like sex panther dance where like <gasps> he's dressed like tarzan and they're growling like tigers and the song's going dance listen over I, and over again
2: i blocked it out as soon as you showed it to uh, me that's why i didn't remember
0: like, whenever you look up, like, worst sequels of all time, it's always on those lists. Yo. Like, it might not be number one, but it's, like, it is so far from, like, the gritty, realistic, like, relatable drama of the first movie to just, like, this over... And it's just overshot. That's so bad. I hate every fucking song in it. Technically... <laughs> oh, and then the end of the movie. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> whatever he does great in the final dance sequence where he's just as a tiger man and, and has and he's been roaring like a tiger <laughs> and then they go "Tony, Tony, uh, you did it. You're so happy. What's the one thing you're going to do now?" and he, and he looks at the camera and he goes "I'm going to strut." And then it cuts to him on the sidewalk and they reshoot the B-G staying alive of him walking down the street. But like Strutting wasn't his leisurely activity in the first movie. Like you know, it was just it just happened to be him walking to get paint, and we were there. They
2: created an <laughs> iconic <laughs> moment, and you're just making it. I into got
0: strut, it. like as if he like as if like in the middle of the first movie, he'd be like, "I'm so stressed, I gotta go strut." <laughs> yeah. yeah <no>. All
2: right.
0: <laughs> it's on HBO Max. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll plug in some scenes after this. Awful.
2: <laughs> Wait. It's s- directed by y- Sylvester. Who yeah. wrote it? Um, was it anybody tied to the first?
0: Yeah, so it was uh, co-written by the guy who wrote the first movie and Sylvester Stallone together. Oof. So I don't Sylvester know.
2: Sylvester took over that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, it just didn't. get Like, I was so ready to watch the whole movie and I was ready to just tear my eyeball. It's so boring. Yikes. And, like, nothing. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, his past was going to come back to haunt him. Or Are like, his friends around no, and only, family? His only returning cast member is his mom for one scene when he goes back to Bay Ridge because he's, like, lost. And he goes and like talks to his mom, and she like they have one conversation, and then he leaves again. Wow! But like everyone else in his family's dead, like you know, dead they, or whatever. Just not like the dad's dead, the brother's brothers like everyone's gone. Oh, okay, you know? okay. Like, Jesus, it's just the mom. Gone da- and
2: dead are different. It's Andy, just, <laughs>
0: the dad's dead for sure, but it's just the mom living alone in that apartment. Oh, okay, and she's just. Like, I mean, the sister died in this movie. <laughs> yeah. They just didn't talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> Secret death. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's funny because like there's not like one thing about staying alive where I'm like, this is why it's so bad. It's just everything all together just doesn't work. And it's it's unwatchable.
2: I'm surprised John went back to it, like to the franchise.
0: Yeah, he was slumping a little bit. Oh, by then. <laughs> he was, you know, that we was a slump, dude. Damn. In the eighties he was go- he was pretty low until uh until Pulp Fiction brought him back in the nineties.
1: Oh.
0: And that was like Tarantino's like point where he was like, Why is the greatest movie star of my childhood considered a loser? You mm-hmm. know, like like everyone just makes fun of him now and all his movies aren't that good. Like right before his last movie before Pulp Fiction was Look Who's Talking Three. Oh. That's the third movie about Yikes. the talking baby. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> it's not even <laughs> that's too much talking baby. <laughs>
2: Baby. (laughs) What is that again? Sandy.
0: Oh, yeah. Sandy. (laughs) Baby. All right, to wrap this puppy up, I don't want to get too redundant. I feel like I've been babbling and kept talking about just why I like this so much. So I'm not going to get into the things this movie talks about. And just uh, to me, this is such a successful script. I love a lot about this movie, but... If I'm being perfectly honest, it's not the filmmaking that blows my mind. There is some sweet steady cam shots and and some some nice flares when they're dancing that are that are elevate this movie, but it's not necessarily the whole film as a package. I just think this script and the way these actors portray it is one of the best I've ever like heard. It it's so nuanced and just filled with weaves in and out so many different Subjects while seeming natural and true to the story, as opposed to like here's a hodgepodge of things I want to talk about. So I just think it's it's so perfect in all of that aspects of it. And also, if you're just a fan of like film history in general, like this is kind of like the epitome of 70s New Hollywood cinema. Where the reason why some people say the 70s were the best for American movies is because it's the one time when we didn't really like play by Hollywood rules and we just kind of let all these people who are now who we consider the greatest filmmakers ever, but were young at the time, like Scorsese and Coppola Mm -hmm. and all these guys like experiment and make these movies where they didn't have to necessarily have a happy ending or there was no code to follow. Like prior to the sixties, there was a code. If your characters did things, certain things had to happen to them in your story. You weren't allowed to break from that. So it's just, this is like a great example. If you don't really know what people are talking about when they say new Hollywood, I think this movie is exactly it. It's so unique and nuanced and, just hits, for me, hits a tone that is very hard, that doesn't get replicated that often. And when it does, you get something as great as The Sopranos. Um, <laughs> so it's like, I, I just feel like it's, it's a very diamond in the rough type movie. And I fully understand that so many things in this movie are objectionable and hard to watch. And I can see kind of like criticisms of it. I didn't really talk about them, but I don't really find them that interesting. But I think that's why it makes it such an, a good a good adult film. Like, it's not, it's not really here to hold your hand and make you feel better. It's here to just be in, like, this is the world and it's up to you and close people in your life to kind of, like, make that a little bit better. It's, mm. it's, it's just a really complicated movie. So those are the reasons why I love it. And I chose it for you because I think you could appreciate all those things. I knew that there were certain storylines that would relate to you certain, more than others and maybe find ways to connect to your life. And then on top of that, it's John fucking Travolta. It's an (laughs) iconic dance movie, whether or not you like the dancing, it's an iconic dance movie. And it just had so much imagery. And I thought at the very least the music and the outfits and the crazy dialogue would be enough to at least make you like watching the movie, even if it didn't resonate with you. So I was just kind of trying to deep into your love of dance but by secretly sneaking in <laughs> a more kind of like dark movie that I would enjoy.
2: <laughs> like wrapping uh, my uh, vegetables in bacon. Exactly. <laughs> yep,
0: yep, yep. Yeah, I put the bacon of the dance movie on the outside. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. So, Masha, I have a quick question. Do you love what I love? Love, love it. Love it. I
2: love it. This was quite a ride, man. Yeah,
0: yeah. Before you even tell me if you loved it, just like <laughs> I think everyone should experience it the first. Like, there's no way you knew what you right. were getting into. No,
2: absolutely and, not. And I
0: even set the tone a little bit because I was like, when I watched it, I was like, you're not gonna believe this movie. <laughs> so even I think I I put a little too much of like, this is gonna be crazy.
2: Yeah, but even if you do preface it with that, you don't know where you're gonna go. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, I had no idea. How I, my mood at the top of this movie and the end of this movie, it was like I lived a whole lifetime. I don't know. It was like, damn, this is life, you know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you. It's definitely an adult movie. I, my mind was set on montages and dance routines and practice. We talked so much about practice, only saw two practices. Oh man, this is a tough movie to watch. I love John Travolta, and I do have an appreciation for the authenticity they were able to bring to the screen in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and just show that journey of life like you talked about. So, all that being said, because I don't want to repeat myself a lot or repeat what you said, there's an appreciation for this movie, no, but it's not a love for me. What? It's not. <laughs>
0: How? Uh, How? I just. You don't have to k- apply feeling happy at the end with what no, I no. the No, no, and movie. I'm not
2: doing that. I just it's not hitting me the same way. I I appreciate sh- them showing us this character's journey, right? And their situation and everything. Like I I'm not saying I don't appreciate that. I appreciate it and I was along for the ride. I just it just doesn't resonate with me. Um, and just, I think it's a little too dark for me. I, I know, I know that's not how life is, but just even with his group of friends and like the treating of women and stuff, like it's just too dark for me. And I, I just don't understand that mentality. Like I can see it. I can, I don't know. I just, it. I can't, I can't love something that sort of like includes stuff like that. But I don't know.
0: How are you so in love with the Sopranos or the characters on the Sopranos?
2: Well, I think, well, one, we don't see violence on women as much as much as this. Like, we're not. I guess. That Melfi thing screwed me up for. Oh, Sorry, Soprano spoiler. Right. It screwed me up for a long yeah. time. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I will say I do love John Travolta. I love watching him dance. I'll always love watching this era of John Travolta dance. Um, he deserves full body shots through and through um but yeah i just it's not gonna be a love for me that's
0: crazy well i'm gonna say that's insane (laughs) and i think it's one of the greatest scripts ever written
2: Mm, i i i gotta say i do love how much you love it though like for having to have just watched it like a year ago and like i it's so cool how much it hit you
0: it's 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 hard man it's a hard (laughs) movie i love it everything is just so like. I don't know.
2: You always hate on me for like watching things that make me cry, but like I feel like you always tend to love things that are like, damn, that's tough. That's life. You know? like.
0: Well, yeah, but I also don't like... It make you
2: cry, but it's...
0: To an extent, but I, I also don't like... I don't want shit to just be dark for the sake of dark. I hate yeah, that of when course. they're just like, we're just going to add a, a fucked up scene so you could be like, isn't that fucked up? That's not what I'm praising this movie for. Of course. I'm praising it for its ability to show these subjects and then... Give you a scenario where you could think about them in in a way you maybe you haven't before, and nah. just realizing that life's not that easy, man. There's not good guys and there's not bad guys. Like I'm sorry, but there's not. Mm-hmm. And I love any movie, th- and it's so hard to accomplish that. Like it's just it's impossible. It's like it's it's why the movies like do the right thing will always be greater than so many other movies because it's like you're you're portraying like a, a, st- a neighborhood and a problem within it. And you don't have the answer because life doesn't have fucking answers. Like, I don't know. It's Yeah. Th- this movie felt like, yeah, Like Do the Right Thing felt like it was based on, not based, sorry, influenced by this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of, like, those reasons why those are my favorite kind of stories. Because it's like, yeah, It's you can't always have an answer. You're not going to meet a perfect person who is going to whisk you away and make you happy for the rest of your life. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you have to put work in yourself. Oh, and, like, I know it's hard to put past some of the bad deeds these guys do but like and i don't i don't think the movie wants you to identify with any of them except for tony Mm -hmm. and so it's like it's it's just like if you picture yourself that's the world you were raised and live in like it's it's Mm -hmm. wild it's just yeah it's it's a really good story
2: Hmm. i'm glad i watched it though yeah but yeah this this might be a yo for me oh that's great i'm I'm gonna be watch this for the rest of my life fever all over
0: it's the best, the <laughs> best <laughs> it well now ever.
2: you got to show me some of those dance moves you learned in the movie
0: all right, i didn't learn nothing i don't yeah. got those knees <laughs>
2: <laughs> damn that was specifically the move that i wanted you to replicate
0: <laughs> all right folks that's our <laughs> show did you dig it because i knew that you would all right <laughs> thanks for listening if you enjoy our podcast please be sure to subscribe and tell a friend also if you have the time take a moment to rate and review every bit of feedback helps i'm masha I'm Andy, and I hope you love what I love.